Now's your chance to get the last of the Resolution Radio Blood Tees. Only a few left available before we try to do a reorder. This has been a high-selling item, and we really appreciate everyone's support in getting this shirt and showing their pride as well as showing their heritage. Nothing counts more than blood. Get yours today from Resolution Radio. Only $25 plus $5 shipping and handling. It really helps the network improve and you really get a great product to showcase what you truly believe in. Nothing counts more than blood. Only from Resolution Radio at ResolutionRDO.com. Send check, money order, or well-concealed cash to Sonny Thomas at P.O. Box 27, Springboro, Ohio, 45066. That's Sonny Thomas at P.O. Box 27, Springboro, Ohio, 45066. Adding to the disclaimer that opinions of a host and of the guests of any particular show shall not affect the radio network as a whole. We reserve all ability and freedom of speech from all participants involved, including callers, and if you're offended, tough shit. Thank you, Resolution Radio. You're listening to Resolution Radio. ResolutionRDO.com no reasonable level of anti-Semitism. Nordic resistance movement are present. comrades and welcome back to the nordic frontier it is the final solution to your podcast problem and you have arrived 
It is Nordic Tears Day once again, and we come to you live every Nordic Tears Day at almost 8 o'clock, the land of the Nords time. It is a national socialist broadcast, and it is hosted by a member of the Nordic Resistance Movement, and that is me, Andreas. And with me, as usual, I have Mike. How are you doing, Mike? Hello, hello. Nice to be back with a voice. Yes, you've been off for two weeks. What's your excuse? Well, first it was your fault, and the second week I uh, got uh, got the, the one on the kindergarten jackpot, uh, as you probably know. They mm-hmm. bring bring home all kind of gifts, and uh, got some flu. Maybe it was Rona, maybe it wasn't, but I lost my voice for almost a week. Now I'm back. I did hear some other people having that problem actually, losing their voice specifically. Yeah, it was like straight, I was really like, uh, uh, really bad. <laughs> so, I mean, I could communicate, but <clears throat> but uh, no extended sentences. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you'd be proud of me today because mm-hmm. uh, I've been homesick from work. Wow. Yeah, so I'm okay. taking my responsibility as a. Uh, I don't know, civilian, just being a good citizen, making sure everyone's safe. Hmm? <laughs> as, as you should. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and also on the show, we have Guthfinner. Welcome back on the show. Thank you, man. Thank you. And Alan had some uh, emergencies, uh, sudden emergencies that he had to take care of. And hopefully we'll hear about it next week. He's going to tell us all about it. And uh, yeah, for sure. We have tonight episode 248, I believe. And we're going to talk about... uh, Let's talk about Hitler. I think most of the evening, maybe. Uh, A lot of stuff has risen to the surface that we have to deal with. We have to take a responsibility. It is uh, slightly chilly in the land of the north. We have some snow, not much snow, but uh, it is currently snowing. So we might be able to use the snowblower later. Exciting stuff. I did an ice check the other day in the land of the north. It's looking like 20 centimeters, pretty solid. You could uh, drive a tractor on it without a problem. And uh, yeah, that's pretty good. I haven't checked to see ice yet, but I doubt it's frozen. Didn't you have uh, like close to a river or something over the, the sea? Uh, both. Uh, oh, so it's um, dodgy water. <laughs> yeah, the river is kind of half frozen on the sides, but <clears throat> but uh, yeah, some snow. Mm. Not much, but. Enough to be an annoyance in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any snow up there in Iceland? Uh, yes, in my hometown it started to snow yesterday, but it's also really, really cold, like minus six, seven. Mm. Lovely. Yeah. Do you oh, say yeah, in way. Iceland or do you say on Iceland? On Iceland. On in Iceland. Iceland. I don't know. On Iceland. <laughs> on the island. Yeah. On the island, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, we were, we've been uh, having this like steady few degrees cold, but 
went down like to seven one day. That's about it. It's been kind of comfy this this far. Hasn't been too cold, not too much snow to to be an annoyance. Uh, I like this global warming thing. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, like I said before, like the ultimate winter weather is between minus five and ten. I mean, it doesn't have to be colder than that. But then, you know, you have you have some exciting days when it gets colder than 30. Then you're excited for a few minutes because it's really cold. It's frosty. Yeah. It's all like glittery outside. But then but after a few gets, hours, it starts getting less exciting. And it gets cold pretty fast, like, especially with, with children, because like, uh, uh, you know, the amount of clothes you need to help yeah. them I dress know. and put on and like, just like you know <clears throat> you can't just go out for no. a 10 minute thing quickly it's it's like a complete logistical chain of operations <laughs> it's like start planning in half an hour before so. yeah and if you're really unlucky you'll get a kid that's um, very particular about the fittings mm -hmm. of the clothes so they have to be absolutely <laughs> fucking perfect every single time and it takes or, or, know, half or, an hour or the one where you just got everything, everything on them, and then you need they need to go to the toilet. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, good stuff. <sighs> yeah. And for those in warmer climates, like you need to kind of have overalls on the kids when this when it gets really cold. So it's not like just you know pull down the pants and put them on the potty. Uh, you need to take off the shoes and take off the overall and mm. oh man been there done that yeah for sure all right we got some donations coming in i'm gonna round them up uh, we have ulv coming in and we have anon sending cash so we give uh, and i will also include aj's just now on in the chat donation he says Today is Finland's independence. Indeed it is. Uh, Antifa failed to stop the Sumu Here march. Uh, Sumi, sorry. It's not <laughs> <Sumu>. a Sumu. <laughs> Sumu march. And the old Finnish Air Force flag was seen flying in, in, seen flying in a military march. Many Jews were quetching and oivaying about it. Eleke Sumi. P.S. This might be my last timeout donation. Bank called, called in and complained. Oh my God, he's using all of his money for donations. Yeah, take it easy for a few weeks, maybe, and then come back in style. But that's true. Uh, Finnish Independence Day today. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that, Mike? It's glorious. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> um, I do like. I, I was thinking about it. It's um, uh, when you've been when following the, the, the what do you call it the normie sphere i guess is that this uh ukraine thing is kind of woken up a lot of you know even the more pacifists, yeah but it, even <laughs> the more pacifist side of of you know the people that said that you know defense forces are pointless in mm. the 21st century and uh, if just a few years ago or a year ago yeah. Uh, so um, it's good. I I, I do think it's uh, healthy. Now we just need to make them realize that they're uh, the folk bit 
of the puzzle, but maybe that's asking too much. Who knows? Yeah, that was a, a glorious march uh, in Helsinki. It's, it's the usual. We, we used to host this march uh, before the actual independence. Like, I wouldn't call that a march, but it's like a, a, a procession. It's a torch <coughs> procession mm. uh, to honor the fallen. And uh, yeah, before that, we always used to host a demonstration and uh, in the Nordic under the Nordic resistance movement flag and now when it's been banned it's been a little bit on and off the last few years but today there was a, a great uh, march by Finnish nationalist and had a video here it doesn't look like it's gonna work but I'll try and play it here yeah here goes of what it looked like ah a few seconds it was longer than that but something happened to the file it looked pretty epic, and uh, yeah, it reminded me about uh, our marches that we used to have there. Did you attend one of those, or was there yeah. something else in, in Finland you attended? I was was it one of those? Like I attended many. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back in the day, yeah. Yeah. So there was always the <clears throat> the movement for. Uh, uh, demonstration i guess and then there's the 612 which is like a, a non-political patriotic torch march uh, i guess you can characterize it as such yeah and they're they they used to be like right after each other so what one ended the next one kind of started half an hour later <clears throat> yeah it's the sinimustalike was hosting it. I was just losing the name. But Sinimustalike is hosting it now and uh, we had some activists from the Nordic Resistance Movement uh, that came and joined them. So that's really good, keeping the nationalism up high. And uh, congratulations Finland, you made it. Another year. It's good stuff. So we're gonna run a little jingle here and uh, we're gonna get into some content. This is Sven Longshanks from RadioAlbion.com and you're listening to The Nordic Frontier. The final solution to your podcast problems. you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Resolution Radio, Radio, Radio. ResolutionRDO.com. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians 
and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. All right, we're back. And I just want to say that uh, I am ill, so anything that I do tonight is excused by that because I did forget to play the sound bites. And this is for the normal donations. May the blessing of tear be upon you. And this is for the cash donation from Anon. It was discussion in the chat about Fahrenheit and Celsius. And people know my feelings on that, you know. The Fahrenheit, well, Fahrenheit is actually, in a way, is made up uh, bullshit. No, no, but Fahrenheit is 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 uh, kind of also. It was a Danish guy who invented that, right? Wasn't it Dutch? No, well, I think, or was it? Or there was it's probably a wiki <laughs> article somewhere. I think it was, or there was some, yeah, they. Uh, at least, or they, there was a famous maker of thermostats for accurate ones for Fahrenheit that that used to be Danish. Mm. Something like that. Yeah. No, but the thing is, I was explaining to my children the other day about the shitty system, the imperial system of measuring. And uh, just some simple maths for them. You know, like how... You would go from uh, centimeters to decimeters to meters and so forth. You would just times it by 10. That's how you count. And then I would say, okay, now we got uh, ounces and pounds. So how many, how many pounds are on a 15? How many ounces are on 15 pounds? You know, how, many, how many inches on 15 feet? That kind of stuff, you know. It doesn't make any sense, does it? Like why someone would use, especially when they use both systems. Like <laughs> when when they do proper maths, they use the the metric system, and then when they yeah, just uh, fucking about, they use the shitty system. Yeah, like the but the funny thing in in, in the U.S. is that the United States is officially metric, uh, so um, is basis. It? Yeah, it is. It's, why do they measure in miles then? Uh, because states and liking to do it <laughs> differently. Uh, yeah, but it, the US is, is uh, officially a <clears throat> metric and uh, it's um, so all the, uh, so they've ad abandoned all the 
their own definitions. So basically, like the the basis of the official like control basis for feet, inches, and miles, and so forth is uh, is based on on the on the metric system. Mm. So um, yeah. So yeah. that's the funny thing. Yeah, but the thing is, I understand where it comes from. Like it's from the olden days when they used they literally used their body. To measure things like feet and uh, inches in Swedish is uh, thumbs, the the yeah. width of your thumb. You use that for small measurements, and you also had like an embrace. I don't know what that's called in English, but like the the measurement of your embrace, and that's obviously going to be different hmm. for each person because uh, your different lengths yeah. and stuff. But then, like the the foot, for example, was standardized by some king's foot. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's based. Uh, <laughs> That's like um, royal measurement. But Celsius oh. is Nordic super uh, Nordic race uh, superpower thing. It was, it was Swedish. Yeah. So um, sure. yeah, the, it was the. I can't remember what king it was. Some some king's foot. <clears throat> they they took. Yeah, I've been saying like all these years. I've been saying Johan Celsius for the Celsius thing, but it's actually Anders Celsius, mm -hmm. Swedish astronomer in 1742 that uh, well, came up with the measurement, like founded the measurement. But Johann Celsius is um, apparently some sort of opera, I think it was, some sort of orchestra thing. Also famous, Swedish person. But uh, yeah, Celsius is based. Yeah, It is kind of interesting how those things go like the old ones but some of them are like still in use like fathoms is still in use in in maritime thing and they still use but also that confused like you have a nautical mile and then you have a normal mile and, mm. and in in aviation they use the is that based on the curvature of the earth no or is it no, based the, on the flatness the material the the maritime thing they used to if i remember correctly they would have like basically a rope uh, um, and there would be like some kind of net or basket that would grab the water and then they when they sailed they would uh, let they would have knots on this rope and they would count the amount of knots and there you get the speed in knots uh, for example so how quickly you're traveling how many knots mm. and uh, fathoms is the depth and, but then you know that's it's kind of strange how they, <clears throat> some of them like still live, but I mean we haven't gone completely off. Like if you buy a TV or a screen or something, a computer screen, they're still in in uh, in inches. inches. Yeah. yeah, I don't get that either. But that, isn't that American? Some sort know, of. But it's still like in Europe, if you buy a TV, it's always in inches. So. Yeah, I know, but it's like an American TV and pizza. <laughs> yeah, pizza inches. Or a, a foot long at Subway. Yeah, mm. yeah but it's it's kind of like uh, I think there's something kind of interesting in, in the old measuring systems, like you had grain grains and ounces and pounds and bushels and uh, yeah. But you know, I think it should and... be considered, you know, like antiques, something yeah. we look at at a museum. Mm. Like we have surpassed yeah. this. We are smarter now. We have the measurement. Yeah. Because what do we do when 
everything to do with the metric system is deleted. Can someone invent it again? Yes. Can it be reconstructed? Well, uh, well, nowadays they can because we... Uh, uh, what do you call it? The so obviously the, the the freezing point of of water is it on on one atmosphere is is like zero degrees centigrade, mm. uh, and the meter uh, we abandoned the um, the unit, like we used to have the official meters, and there would be like five of them spread around the world. Mm -hmm. So there would basically be this uh, metal rod. I can't remember what kind of metal. And you would have the international uh, agency for measures and units or whatever hell that was called. This, it's still in, in Paris, France, I think. <laughs> you would have one of those official kilograms and official meters and stuff like that. And you would have a set in the US and you would have a set in Asia. And then X amount of years, they would fly them all in uh, to... <laughs> to Paris to, to check how much they have deviated because, you know, things mm. deviate yeah. and then they would kind of readjust it. Uh, and <clears throat> so that the way they would, so you would have official scales, like things that you buy in, in the stores and crap, they're always a little bit off, but you would have, if you were in a sensitive area, you would send in um, things to get calibrated there. But uh, don't ask me how much I know about this. Yeah, but it's I do crazy. Some read. <laughs> it's very interesting that you know this stuff. Uh, but uh, we recently, uh, not many years ago, uh, the metric system abandoned having a physical, um, um, a physical example of a meter because, like, metals deteriorate and they affected by temperature. Uh, and stuff so what they did was uh, I think it was in the 80s they come up with this theory and then was adapted officially so the current definition of a meter uh, is I'm paraphrasing here because I can't remember but it's like the the time it takes for light to travel uh, in a vacuum um, in I think it's in 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 one unit of speed of light, which is like one divided by some million seconds or something, and mm. that's the official stand, standard of a meter. So, so, as, so if we as lose, Ringer, yeah, if you lose the technology to measure that, yeah. then then no, it's gone. But, then we still well, have our rods, maybe. Yeah, but the the thing is that if all rods get destroyed, mm. you can still use the same formula. Because yeah. like the the speed of light is a some math oh. guy is gonna correct me, but I think you can the speed of life is a constant. I I think yeah, it should be. Uh, so if you know that, then you can calculate how much uh, how much it is. I'm I'm vi envisioning uh, a movie here. It's like Idiocracy. If you remember that movie, <laughs> yeah. Like uh, all the Negroes in Paris, they grab this rod and they don't know what to do with it and they throw it away and it's gone for, I don't know, thousands of years. And then we come back and we find this rod, we find the recipe for the speed of light and all that stuff and we rediscover civilization. So here I found the official thing. So the current definition was adopted in 83 and modified slightly in 2002, so not that long ago. Mm. Uh, so the... <clears throat> 
the meter uh, let me see uh, the length of the path traveled by light in a vacuum in one divided by 299,792,450 of a second. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. All right. So now, we know. now we know that. That was not part of the prep. I'm quite happy with that. So we have uh, some yay clips. And the thing is, we got severely news cucked on this Alex Jones interview that yay gave last week. And all the podcasts have given their hot takes on this already. So you know all about it. But we're still going to go through some of it, some of our thoughts on it. Uh, I've come up with controversial takes so that people can get pissed off because everyone's so excited about this. I'm going to black pill everyone. Uh, but undeniably, there's some interesting stuff going on here. So what uh, Alex was saying is... I love Hitler. And uh, <laughs> that was very surprising. I didn't know he did that. But uh, so Fuentes and Ye got on Alex Jones... And Ye was wearing this very interesting outfit, to say the least, with a a, a body sock, or a head sock anyway, and gloves, black gloves, and a snowmobile jacket, he looks like, or some sort of skiing jacket. It looks like what chavs wear in Sweden. And <laughs> I just keep repeating, why is the black, the richest black man in the world dressing like a homeless guy? Like he just can't help himself. Whatever he puts on, just looks like a homeless guy. But I he don't went know on. about that. Like uh, my experience with with if you say uh, with old money people mm. is that they're very under the cover. Like usually the the ones uh, dressing up like fucking peacocks, like Epstein uh, and Weinstein. <laughs> They're the, they're the newly rich. But if you like look at the really old money, they might put on a black tie for a wedding every now and then. But, you know, they're going to be on their mansion roaming around in a pair of, you know, uh, a green jacket and an old pair of trousers <laughs> driving yeah. around in an old car, minding their own business because they don't they know they don't have to show off. They don't care. They're just, you know, they're set. They have enough fuck you money. Yeah, but that's what he was saying. I think that was part of uh, Chappelle's skit that he did on Saturday Night Live is that billionaires, they don't even wear the chains, like when they right. have gold chains around their neck. And then Ye lost his billions, so he had to put on the chain again, <laughs> which is very ironic. So he's not super rich anymore. He's just really filthy rich. But... You know, I guess uh, Alex Jones wanted to have him on because, well, he's willing to come on uh, a few years ago or even a few months ago. That would be unthinkable. We're in literally crazy universe right here, crazy, crazy reality where Alex Jones is hosting Kanye West and Kanye West can't stop talking about Hitler. Like I said last show, if you would have told someone in 2015 that uh, Ye would be 
going on that America First backdrop and saying welcome to America First. <laughs> no one would have believed you. They would have thought you were crazy. So this is the timeline now. It goes on. Alex Jones. Alex Jones wants the viewership, I guess, because he's very nervous about the Hitler philia, I guess it is. Hitler philia that Jay's got going on and uh, constantly keeps interrupting him. So there's a few clips here. We can run some examples that uh, people have probably heard already. Like you like the you like the uniforms, but that's about no, it. No, we we no. I, there, there's a lot of things that I love about Hitler. A lot of things. Hey. So, knowing that uh, Alex Jones doesn't enjoy that, I think yeah, he's getting quite a uh, thrill out of it. There's that one, and then there's this one. Well, CNN says why people are evil Nazis. So, I mean, I, I, I disagree with both statements, but I get the yeah, I don't. I don't like the word evil next to Nazis. I think we need to look at. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Just because you don't like one group doesn't mean the other. But look, I fine. love Jewish people, but I also uh -huh. love Nazis. <laughs> oh man! Well, I have to disagree with that. And you said he loved Hitler. They gave him an award. I, I'm just saying, I don't like Nazis, and I don't like what some of the mafias are doing either. I well, like Hitler. And this one is interesting. For the ADL, I want to say there's a lot of good Nazis that were just fighting for their country. And for them all... Like George Soros. For them all to get put in a box. They're all in a box. Every Nazi's bad. Well, could some of the Nazis have just been fighting for their country? Oh, they're all. Oh, we can't. We can't put them all in a box. And this one. I've said it. The most Nazi-like activities I've seen, um, and, and the Nazis, in my view, were thugs that shook people down to a lot of really bad things. But well, they did good things too. We're gonna stop dissing the Nazis all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're we're gonna get to that. You get I don't. So it's like I don't know five or six times that he just keeps interrupting every time. The thing is with Alex Jones, every time time something's evil, it's Nazis. So he's gonna use the Nazi word, and every time he does it, Ye comes in and says, "We're not gonna diss the Nazis. Uh, I love Hitler." But then it gets diffused by a lot of gibberish, as I've uh, said before. He, he goes on tangents that are really the making the message not as strong, like the sharpening it, blunting the message, like mixing in that he loves Jews in the message, which might be true. You know, I'm not saying that. And also the Jesus stuff. Like, Jesus is king, every other sentence. That's going to take the edge off your message. If you want to... Like, he's obviously been reading up on his revisionism, and Fuentes has been feeding him information, it's quite clear. He's not really landed in this information, and it seems like in other interviews, and this one, that he gets a kick out of mentioning Hitler. Because one of his main things when he's saying this stuff is that we should be able to say these things. 
and we should be able to have opinions like loving Hitler. You should be able to deny the Holocaust. You should be able to love Nazis or National Socialism. And according to Jews, you're not. And in this interview, he brings up the example that you're allowed to love everything that Jews do. Hollywood, porn, banking, all the media that they do. But you can't love Hitler at the same time. Then you get condemned by the same group. So, I don't know, what did you think about this interview? I mean, like... Honestly, I don't really care. Uh, he's not the first <laughs> who's just popped up from nowhere, you know, speaking the speaking the speech. And then, so I guess time will tell before I really start caring. But is he the first that hasn't apologized yet and lost more than but half I mean, his it's fortune? It's just been a few weeks. So, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, know. I mean... We've we've had people uh, apologize years later. Um, I mean, <clears throat> him saying what he does is—I uh, I mean, there's nothing negative about it. I mean, some might have problems with the optics, and you know him, uh, well, not being white for for starters, but but also you know Sheet. wearing the the mask and, uh, and all that stuff. Yeah, but I mean, exactly. he, he's still, he, he's a hell of a famous person doing it. Yeah. And uh, that's something uh, we should take into account. But, but listening to, to, to what he says, I, I get the sense that he is uh, very much stuck in the, um, you know, when people, take the red pill, so to speak. Um, there's a phase that all of them go through. Uh, some passed it, some get stuck in it. And, and especially the conservatives tend to, to get stuck in this. And it's that they spend a lot of time pointing out, you know, if we did that, then it uh, they would uh, be angry and uh, why can they say this and we can't like they, they like mm. to point out the, out the hypocrisy of the left and, and liberals and <clears throat> and jews or whatever it seems to me like he's very much stuck in that you know that i should be able to say this and i should be able to do that and they can do this why can't i yeah it's like an know? initial step before you get squashed that's what people yeah they just think that oh I've discovered this truth. I should be able to see this, say this out loud, and then you get absolutely crushed, and then you yeah. realize how serious it is. And and he's kind of stuck there. Uh, it's my feeling. Mm. Uh, I do actually like. I, I mean, there's a lot of people thinking whether or not he's genuine or not. I actually do think he is. Yeah. I I actually do think he's he he's uh, discovered something, and he's like. Hold on a second. Uh, and, and the fact is that uh, if you listen to, for example, the, this newest one with with McGuinness, or what's his name? Garvin McGuinness, right? Gavin, yeah. Gavin. Uh, he, he, li he puts forth a lot of uh, facts uh, that people don't know unless they've actually looked into it. Mm. 
uh, not only were like the, you know Hollywood is mainly Jewish, but also like the bankers, the uh, the the politician political organizations. Like uh, in that interview, he mentioned like they're only uh, five million in in America, so they make up like a teeny tiny uh, not <clears throat> percentage of of uh, the voting populace, but yet that they somehow have a lot of political power. Like these things you just you you don't just say without actually have read it yeah and i think fuentes has been feeding him a lot of that stuff especially lately but he probably had an interest in hitler before that because he's a very uncensored person so i'm sure he was looking into stuff yeah i i do think he's he's genuine in the sense that he's (laughs) he's uh he's discovered things but I think uh, whether or not he's going to start missing his money and, and kind of turn around and ask forgiveness, is uh, the book is still out on that one. Mm. It seems like, well, according to himself, he has about $400 million. Yeah. And then I heard on Radio Nordfront that uh, this Kardashian divorce, she's asking for like $200,000 a month something like that yeah it's crazy money yeah but that's pretty normal in the u.s with the alimonies and stuff uh uh for rich that's a normal amount (laughs) yeah that's that's not that's not unheard of like at all it's based on percentages i guess on his so-called income i I think the alimony laws uh, they're based on i looked into this once many many years ago when there was another crazy case uh, where, where I think it, we've talked about like a millions uh, uh, that had to be paid, and it's like that if you divorce, you the spouse should enjoy the same kind of lifestyle as they had during the the marriage, mm, because yeah. like it's based on the old principle that you marry for once for life, and and if you as the husband break that promise. Mm. Uh, then, then it's gonna cost you. I mean, the system works <laughs> in a healthy society, I guess, but uh, you could pretty much say that it's very much outdated, <laughs> uh, considering what kind of thought thoughtosphere we live in. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, like, based on old, like, Stone Age mentality, like we are no better than our Viking ancestors, like the Negro said. <laughs> the the thing is, if you lived in that kind of society and the woman would separate from the man, she yeah. would literally be cast to the wolves. Yeah. She wouldn't be able to fend for yeah. herself. And that's the natural order. Whereas now it's they've upset the natural order by having the man then provide for the woman to have a whole new life yeah. somewhere else, meaning a new man. And even though even then, the old man has to provide for her, yeah. for the child. Which is... Uh, you know, and aren't the Kardashian gypsies? Well, it looks like mystery meat to me. So I, I, I think don't know. they are actually gypsies, or something like that. So maybe he's gonna get red pill in those too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you think, uh, Guffy? Do you have any thoughts on this interview? Or yay? Mm. Yeah, day? I think that it's. It's like uh, Alex Jones is going to be Alex Jones, of course. But mm. just think about the millions of kids that are seeing Kanye West that they looked up to. He was their hero, speaking this about 
you know, the Jews yeah. system. And it, it is going to stick to some. Some are going to look this up themselves and they are going to realize what's going on. And so ultimately it is always going to be a good thing, even though he's not genuine. Because it means that people are, you know, going to realize that the Jew is playing games. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, some yeah, go on if you had more. Kardashian's gypsies. That mm. does not surprise me. I don't, I'm not sure, but I, I have just vague memory that they're fifty percent like plastic. But yeah. I don't know about gypsies. You know, they're I, I think they, Star Trek. I think they're they immigrant. Are... I think their family is like they're immigrants from Russia. So, <laughs> oh, oh, she uh, charts at the Russians. Boy, boy. Yeah, and actually, I'm I'm looking it up as we see. All four grandparents were Armenians who immigrated from Russia. Oh, gypsies. So, Mustalainen. So, whether or not they're gypsies or not. So he's got gypsy kids now. Gypsy Negro children. (laughs) But I don't know if they're gypsies. Don't don't forget anti-Semitic gypsy Negro kids. No wonder he's against eugenics. I mean, isn't that British boxer gypsy? He's a traveler. The the one who keeps uh, triggering the Jews. Tyson Fury. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's good. I like him. I think yeah, he's, he's, Irish, he's, he's, he's an he's Irish speaking. traveler gypsy. He's not like Bulgarian, Romanian gypsy. They're different because they're still white somehow. Yeah, I don't uh, know. yeah, but many of them have probably been diluted. I, I, I don't know if they're the same. No, yeah, I don't know. Someone maybe, was asking. Someone was actually making the argument that uh, these Irish traveler gypsies are really physically fit, like they're really strong says, people I, and very Irish inbred. Tra- so he was uh, making I, the case for being inbred. <laughs> Irish travelers are not genetically related to the Roma, so yeah, they're no. their own. Yeah, so maybe it's just the inbred part that made them gypsies. I don't know. They they like paving roads and you know running a racket. <laughs> so that's their thing. But th- there was a few good bits. Like for anyone watching this Alex Jones interview, uh, Yay looks like a crazy person dressed like a homeless guy, and they're talking crazy like. If you just take it for what it is and the arguments that are being made and just assume that no one knows anything about this, no one knows any alternative history regarding Hitler, nothing was actually explained about Hitler. It was just a sentiment expressed about Nazis and Hitler. There was also a point, two points on the Holocaust, one that the Holocaust didn't happen and also that the six million is just statistically untrue. Which are good points, but from a normie standpoint, if I would show my family, for example, my parents, my boomer parents, I would show that interview, they would have no (laughs) fucking idea what's going on, you know. And then on top of that, you have uh, Alex Jones is constantly going on about Soros being a Nazi. I mean, it is just so retarded and how the English created Hitler and all that stuff based on what based on his secret cia files we got the documents you know that kind of crap and you know every time you say something positive about nazis he just throws that soros crap out there yeah just like soros right 
So my question was that it's quite possible that given these optics and given this ad, this interview itself, that criticism of Jewish power might look complete, completely retarded in some way. So I'm just putting that out there just so that it has been said in case that's going to be the case. But from my standpoint, from what we're trying to, well, basically say on this show every week, we're trying to reach a lot of people with this message. Literally, that no matter what you feel about National Socialism, Hitler or the Holocaust, you should be able to talk about these things, especially in public where it matters. You should be able to uh, change people's minds about this information. It shouldn't be like it has been a a monopoly on this information. So that is uh, definitely a thing. And then you had, uh, yeah, Ye is down on on eugenics. He makes a point talking about the the mass abortions that the black, the Afro-American community has in America. They like... (laughs) Sorry for laughing, but it reminded me of him asking this dude to visit Pell Platt Barrett. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's like they're aborting like half their population every year. It's like crazy the amount of Negroes that they get rid of. And Varg Wigners, he would say that this is eugenics. <laughs> this is good for us. I remember him making that point back in the day. But... Uh, He's using that as an, uh, an as a as an example why eugenics is bad. Like that, it's not really eugenics. Eugenics is just making sure that the strong genes are thriving, basically. Whereas today we have an anti-eugenic system where we we're feeding all of our resources into the weakest elements of our people all the time, making sure that the shittiest genes always survives on the, what's that called? On the cost, on cost of of the strong genes, which has uh, very detrimental effects. And then we also have this thing of the uh, the shitty genes always reproducing at larger amounts than the strong genes. And I wouldn't say the strong genes, but the intelligent genes. The, in, the intelligent genes that can see the future, see ahead, they will judge the climate like the shitty world that it is. There's no hope for the future. And uh, adding climate panic and mass immigration and everything on top of that, people don't want to have children, especially white people. But but isn't that basically like now now when I think about it, when you put it the way you did, isn't that basically proving the point of the Kalergi plan uh, that there's going to be an elite ruling of this mixed race uh, mixed race uh, horde of uh, producers and slaves? Uh, that's basically kind of what you get. Mm-hmm. It's like if if you let the 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 the, the worst become the majority then you ultimately end up with a population uh, that can't cope on its own. So you end up back in a feudal system, basically, mm-hmm. uh, with intelligence and, and the smart uh, lords of the manor, so to speak, who keep 
you know, marrying one another as the nobility, and then you have the, the plebeians beneath them. Yeah, yeah, I think so. For sure. Uh, yeah, but it's just his point on uh, abortion there. Obviously, he's a Christian man. They don't want any more abortion, want to ban it. And then some uh, interesting information that came out just after this, but also during it, uh, is that Milo Yiannopoulos is off the Yay campaign, Yay24 campaign. And it seems like Laura Loomer is in on the campaign. And I'm like, <laughs> you just can't get rid of Jews, no matter what you but do. The funny thing, why is this Yiannopoulos, how do you pronounce it? Yo-yo-yo. Why is yo-yo everywhere and there's Loomer? They're like in every every thing. White that nationalist up, thing. Yeah. yeah. They always attach themselves to it. Yeah. There needs to be, dare I say, what's another word for parasite? Uh, I don't know. Something that is similar to parasite. There needs to be some of that on every single white initiative. And you had the alt-right, you had the America First, and you have whatever this is, Christian nationalism. You're going to need some Jews in there to make sure that it's going in the right direction. And then, like, uh, Ye will de-edge his message by saying, I love Jews, you know, I just don't want Jews to run the media and tell me what to say, but I love Jews and Nazis. And that's not how it works. And, you know, it's just a critique against this uh, Christian nationalism. Because last week I said that the Christian nationalism is yay. The brown neighbor rapper, and you have Fuentes, the Mexican, some say homosexual. I didn't say that. Some say. I don't know. But, you know, he's a virgin, according to himself, I think. And uh, this Yiannopoulos, this uh, gay Jew converted to Catholicism, uh, Catholicism, sorry, and he's a heterosexual now. That's your Christian nationalism. That's what it looks like. But then again, here he is on Alex Jones. Alex Jones joining in the gang. So now he's part of this Christian nationalism. This is what it looks like. It's just morphing they, into this beast. Did they have beast. dinner with Trump or something? Yeah, they had dinner with Trump a few weeks ago <laughs> as well. But uh, it's just that whenever these three people are talking, or when the, these people, these three guys are talking, they're not talking about demographics and what the future of America will look like with this Christian nationalism. Because I'm sure that in their joint plan if there would be such a thing in their alliance there's not going to be racial separation it's just going to be we can't live together we just have to have jesus you know and that's not going to work because biology i'm sorry to say comes before jesus and according to these people these christian nationalism people it doesn't jesus comes first and that's what the, where they're going to hit a snag i think uh Reality is going to smack them in the face on that point. And, uh, yes, so he continued then. And this was a, a new nugget. Or, I'll do this one first. I don't know if you had time to watch this. I posted it in in the 
planning chat a few days ago, but the uh, Nick Fuentes went on a solo. He did a, like a solo video, eighteen minute long solo video, where he explains basically what we talk about every week and what I've been talking about now is that if you're going to talk about demographics, if you're going to talk about immigration, if you're going to talk about anything controversial to you know change the way things are, you're going to eventually hit up on two specific subjects, and that is Nazis and Hitler and the Holocaust. Let's say three. Those three things. And he made this long video explaining how this is the litmus test for free speech, which we have been saying ever since we started this show. Like every platform we have been, we have said, if we're allowed on this platform, then we have free speech. It's just that simple. Although we're in accordance to Swedish speech law, uh, we're still allowed to be national socialists and be proud about it and be proud to be white. So he's basically saying that thing, like if you're going to have a a pro-white sentiment or if you want to argue about demographics living in a white country, you're going to come up against Nazis, Hitler and the Holocaust. It's going to be used against you. And it looks like their little campaign that they're running now, whatever this is, is like a deliberate attempt to force this into the public conversation, which is good, just like uh, Guffey was saying, that uh, the normies are now talking about this, and that's very important that it's spreading, because we're not getting any more platforms right now anyway, and we're not allowed to say that we like Hitler or that we deny the Holocaust on Twitter, That has been now proven beyond any doubt, unless you want to lose your account. So that that is a good force. And then there's a lot of people that are resentful for the celebration of Ye's uh, so-called success, because he's black and having our talking points and a lot of white people celebrating him. They're saying, white people have been saying this for decades, you know, why not support those people? Like Ursula Hoverback has been uh, in and out of prison for saying these things. The Schaefer's been in, in and out of prison for saying this. Ernst Sandel. The thing is, they were not the almost richest black person in the world, having several platinum albums being sold and tens of millions of fans listening to his every word. Every interview he does. I don't know, Alex Jones was saying, like, that. Their <laughs> streaming service was literally crashing when they were live with EA because there were tens of millions of people tuning in live. That's insane. So that is that's, a that's a, <clears throat> that's a, such a stupid uh, position to take as well. Like, if let's put it like this: if you are a person who thinks seriously thinks that the JQ is an important issue. What the fuck does it matter who is speaking about it, mm. as long as it's been spoken about? Yes, if it's spoken about correctly, like if yeah. the if I your mean, actual message gets out there. There's a lot of white 
retards who speak about the JQ who are complete fucking idiots, if you ask me, <laughs> out mm -hmm. there in the world. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so just because he is, uh, uh, he's not white and he's bringing it up, so what? <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I understand it. It's it's part yeah. jealousy, and it's part resentment because you worked so hard. Like we have worked very hard on this show. It's been on for five years, and uh, we've been censored everywhere. Every new platform has been taken away from us. Uh, you know, hindering our growth. And I would say, only recently, like since we've been on Odyssey. Well, it's been a while now. But it's like the first time we've grown since we've kicked off uh, YouTube in the beginning of the podcast and kicked off Twitter and kicked off all the other social media platforms. So it, it, it gets you a little bit bitter when someone just comes out and says what you've been saying for years and they're getting all this attention. I understand that people get pissed off, but you have to keep sight on what's important the important thing is that the correct message gets out there and that, well, you you just keep doing what you're doing. But, uh, you know, making sure, you, you can't make sure, you're, you're not in control of this. But, yeah, and, uh, and I mean, jealousy is such a low-tier thing to be. Like, yeah. being jealous is, is like, if you're jealous of something, you're basically annoyed that, you're, you're basically admitting to yourself that you do not have it in you to reach level X or get something. That's the only reason to be jealous, basically. <clears throat> if you have self-confidence and confidence in yourself, you're going to be like, hey, they made a lot of money. Good for them. And you're mm -hmm. like, I could probably do the same if I put down the same effort or if I would have started much younger, whatever. And you just, hey, good for them. And you move on. Like, there's... <laughs> Nothing to, like being jealous is is just weakness in its finest forms. It's like admitting that you you see yourself a less worth, and mm. it annoys you that you're That's not true. worth as much. So, like, I have very little time in general for people who are jealous. It's just uh, it's a weakness on a on a specific level of annoyance for me. Yeah, it is it's a Jewish emotion. Yeah, yeah, it is, and I mean, of course. I can be positively jealous about something. Man, I wish I had that. Like, that's got to be so sweet. Good for you. Like, <laughs> it, ultimately, it, that should drive ambition in you, not yeah. you know, anger or resentment. Yeah. So there's these, I, I, like, jealousy, there's, there's two, I guess you can put it down. There are just two forms of jealousy. There's the negative one and there's the positive one, which is like, man, I also want that and I'm going to go get after that. And, and it's being like, jealous in the sense that hey that is super nice and i i want to achieve that i'm gonna go do it so in a way it's not even jealousy it's more like inspiration yeah exactly it's not jealousy because jealousy is just negativity i would say yeah. you you're inspired or you yeah you just want to do just as well as other people as someone yeah. else and it's also like not everyone is as good. No, exactly. Like, would I sit here, talk for free for hours and end if I could get paid for it? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, seriously, like, the thing is, like, I'm never going to have the genetics to be the, like, the 
fastest 100 meter sprinter in the world or be a millionaire football player or whatever like not i don't even want that but like i also know that i don't have the genetics to to be that so okay so what <laughs> it's I, I find like jealousy is a super silly thing for me to see in people yeah it is any and it's i would say that it ties into being racially aware and know about genetics and you know basically yeah. finding what you're predestined to be to do because yeah. we're all genetically different and we have yeah. like this pre preconditions that we can work with yeah. and it's like some are great in the mind some are great physically some uh, are like more physically adapted to creation uh, to creating something you know welders you know really good carpenters whatever some are uh, really good at solving difficult mental problems and like everyone has their own path and you need to find what you're good at and you're gonna push and improve on that part and and i mean jealousy is something children are before they have learned and been taught by their parents is that hey you know you did your best, but maybe this isn't your thing. Maybe, maybe you're going to be better at that. Or then yeah. you want, if you really want to, you can keep at it and train and train and exercise and try to get better. But do know that some people can exercise to some level and then you hit the wall. Yeah. And, but it's completely fine to hit a wall. And then you at least became you reach the best that you can be in a specific thing. And then you can go and get the best you can be in another thing. Like it's completely fine to challenge yourself and push yourself. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. And it might be a hard thing to realize that you, you can't be yeah. any better in something that you maybe love. Maybe you're yeah. not predestined to, to do that. But there was an interesting question there, the difference between jealousy and envy. So I'm reading here on Merriam-Webster. Depending on who you ask, jealousy and envy are either exact synonyms, totally different words, or near synonyms with some degree of semantic overlap and some differences. It is difficult to make the case based on the evidence of usage that we have for either the two, for either of the first two possibilities. Both jealousy and envy are often used to indicate that a person is covetous of something that someone else has. But mm. jealousy carries the particular sense of zealous vigilance and tends to be applied more exclusively to feelings of protectiveness regarding one's own advantages and attachments. Mm. Well, someone that in the is, chat yeah. was uh, saying that maybe we're thinking of envy rather than jealousy. Nah, they're the same thing with small different. Like everyone has their small opinion. It's on semantics. The yeah. yeah. But, but for me, like my, my, the way I view the difference is that, that envy can be more passive, that you can be like envious, but still be like, okay, whatever it is, what it is, like, I'm not going to care about it. Whereas jealousy can be more hostile in its nature that you're envious, but you're also willing to take sabotaging actions or, or do something, uh, you know, more, uh, proactive to ruin the party you're envious of uh so to speak but but at the end of the day i think the <clears throat> the, the 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 root cause is the same or the issue mm. uh, another cool thing that happened on the alex jones interview was that he he let the 
co-hosts or Alex Jones and Fuentes and that other guy, whoever that was, Ali Akbar guy. They he, they got to use uh, Ye's Twitter account with 35 million <laughs> subscribers and tweet something. And uh, they did that. And then after the show, he did some other tweets and then he got banned. He tweeted that David Starr with the swastika inside it. And then he had another one with uh, the that Jew was hosing off uh, Elon Musk. You know that picture of him being on a yacht, like <laughs> white and fat? And he says that it was because of that tweet that he got banned. Because he made a point out of Jews controlling Elon Musk that pissed him off. Which is true at this point. I mean, why can't we talk about Hitler on Twitter? It's not love but speech. So what, we're, not, we're only allowed to love on Twitter? Is that it? What about the anti-white hatred? Is that allowed? <laughs> Musk has already admitted as much. I mean, he said that that uh, all kinds of interest groups are after him, uh, mm. you know, wanting to to sit down and talk to him. And he's, I think, even mentioned ADO. Uh, yeah, yeah they, they've uh, been, we've, yeah, we've been, you've been gone for two weeks, but we we did talk about yeah. that. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so it, in, in, so, so I mean, but he still, he, he still pissed off uh, Greenblatt yeah. when he let Jay back on Twitter, yeah. and now he's kicked yeah, him that, off. That's again. that's the thing. It's like I think um, I, uh, Musk is a very peculiar character. It's like he he's kind of all over the place. But uh, that tends to be a thing you see with people with specific, uh, how do you say? I don't know what his IQ is, but I would autism. say that he is, is, he's, he's kind of high and autism does correlate with high IQ. Uh, <laughs> to be kind of jumpy between things. And he seems to have this like moral compass. If we assume that everything he says on Twitter is true. Like, mm. let's pretend that it is. Uh, he seems to be guided by this. He wants free speech and, you know, everyone to to have a debate and say and stuff. But then he, he still contradicts himself. He, he has these red lines, like with Alex Jones, the Sandy Hook thing. I mean, he said that, uh, that he's never going to let Alex Jones back because, like, he doesn't agree with people using children as a part of a political message. And stuff, and that yeah. he held his first four firstborn in his arm, or that yeah, the kid died in his arm. So, like, yeah, but there, there was this crazy bullshit. Like, yeah, yeah, but I like even okay. Let's, as I said, let's pretend like, that everything is real. Yeah. So, I, I, I can, I can see that. That yeah, you know, you lost your child is a very horrible thing to happen to you, and and stuff. Uh, nothing wrong with that, but you can't. Then you, you cannot go out and say. We're going to allow everything that doesn't explicitly break the law uh, and then still have these things that, but hey, this thing is, is okay and this isn't. Mm, exactly. And, and so like if he came out and he said that, hey, we're going to allow a lot more than we used to do, but we're not going uh, to allow A, B, C, D, and so forth. These things mm. are off topic, but the rest have you go. Uh, and that would have been fine. And it be doesn't become this like uh, quasi, it isn't even quasi, but it, it yeah. is hypocrisy, you know? The thing is that the Holocaust is in the terms of service now. Yeah. Like you're not allowed to deny Sandy Hook and you're not allowed to d deny the Holocaust specifically. Hmm. 
So we but know how that. about questioning it then? No, that's the thing. Like that's the same thing. You're not even allowed to have thoughts on it. You're only yeah. supposed to cry. So it, it it is disappointment. Like I'm not a Musk fan in general, and if was, he could just so. do this correctly, that would be one thing. But as far as I'm seeing now, it's not happening. But like it's but, only but, been a few months. Like you've been saying about this yay thing. It's only been a few mm. weeks. And yeah. Musk has only owned Twitter for a few months. And can you imagine, like, running a mm. a chat group on Telegram with like mm. twenty five million users or something yeah. like that, and trying to moderate that shit? Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I, I I've lost my shit so many times on Telegram. I'm being like, I'm gonna just nuke this whole place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I can I can understand the issues there. Yeah, I just and delete people same, now. I don't even keep, at, give a at shit. The sa- at the same time, it is like we need to also kind of accept one thing is that um even if it excludes the 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 holocausts and has sandy hook and stuff he's already made it way like you know uh, way more open in the sense Mm. that so i mean that is he's made it cool again that's the thing a lot of people are coming back that is still that is still a win like Mm. you know a lot of people start out. I mean, how many guests and stuff have we had on when you asked them that they were libertarian yeah. <laughs> or ANCAP? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if if they can go and ANCAP and be libertarian on Twitter, which they couldn't before, and then they gradually find their way, that's just a positive. Mm-hmm. I think we need to be better at taking the small wins as well, even if it doesn't give us exactly what we want but if it's a great step towards that then that's something that is still positive right yeah for sure all right i have uh, a lot of clips on the gavin show as well uh well i've got five clips that we can go through one by one and see the progression of yay here so he literally says that i think he explains it in this clip we'll see if that's it otherwise we'll do a take uh, here it is. We were watching it at home, and Ryan and I were just looking at each other. About every 20 minutes, we look at each other and just go, oh. That's the like, Alex this Jones. This is a big team. deal. This was an event. And I think that on the, I mean, there's a spectrum of reactions, of course. And the biggest reaction, the most positive one is, it's the craziest, most punk rock thing since the Sex Pistols got kicked off the Bill Grundy show. But on the other end of the spectrum, people are saying this is uh, this is bad for a presidential campaign, to say the least. Where do you stand on that spectrum? I think it's awesome for a presidential campaign. Yeah. To have someone that's honest, that understands the state of the world, and that's ready to listen to what the American people need. But Hitler's got a pretty bad reputation. <laughs> well, who made that reputation? That was made by Jewish people. <laughs> Exactly. So he, he prefaced this, uh, uh, maybe it will come later, but basically he's, he's saying that this interview that he's doing now, Gavin McInnes with Ye, is an intervention between, or for, I guess, an intervention for Ye and Fuentes, because uh, they're saying all these things about Jews. And there was an interesting clip uh, compilation that I saw earlier with Basically, just Ye's interviews since the DEFCON 3 
tweet where he mentions white people, black people, and Jewish people. And every time he mentions that someone's Jewish and they've done something bad, he always gets interrupted. They get to, <laughs> like the host has a reaction. <laughs> it's so fucking obvious. You can say whatever you want about white people. Like it was an evil white capitalist that sold this thing out and everyone starved to death and whatever. But if it's a Jewish producer that has exploited people and raped someone, you know, you can't talk about him being Jewish. It's just a producer in Hollywood, you know. It's just an individual. But white people and black people, they exist. So that's interesting. So let's uh, see the next one here. Uh, I've just named the numbers here, so I don't know exactly what he's going to say. So I'm going to have an intervention here for yeah, you and Nick. Says it. And let me just make a case. Yes, there are uh, almost 80 to 90 percent of Hollywood is Jewish, probably more. Um, media, yeah, I'm going to say like 80 percent of media is, is Jewish. But I'm a Jew. I see the Jews we're talking about in these cases as liberal elites, high IQ people, whites. And when you have like they, they're disproportionately represented in medicine, too, because they have high IQs. So the problem isn't these these Jews that when most of them are secular Jews, atheists. I don't see Soros as Jewish. So we have these secular, yeah. mostly atheist Jewish people with high IQs who dominate fields that tend to require high IQs. They're they're overrepresented in chess and mathematics too. So the real issue here, and there is an ethnomasochism, there is some sort of like let's burn it to the ground. But I think that trait is a white trait, a liberal elite white trait. Oh, not even white per se, a liberal elite trait. Kamala Harris, Barack Obama, they also have these traits. And there's some sort of like lemming DNA in white people where when they reach a certain amount of success, white they Jew. just want to take it off a cliff. And I don't like when Jews get pulled into that because when I think of my Orthodox Jewish friends and, and even my Hasidic friends, it, these people are conservative, Trump-supporting, you know, American patriots. And the Jews that are getting lumped in with uh, this sort of ethnomasochistic cultural suicide tend not really to be Jewish. I call them ginos, Jews in name only. It's liberal elite whites you should have a beef with. Yeah, but I, I lumped them all in together. That's what I did. That's how, okay, that's, that's, that's good. The, that's why the tweet said that, Jewish people. Okay. But this trait, like... You know, blacks are overrepresented in violent crime, but when you meet an individual black person, you don't apply that. You start with a fresh slate every time you meet someone. Do you no, do that with Jews? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> this intervention is going right, right over. Okay, but this trait, like, you know, blacks are overrepresented in violent crime. But when you meet an individual black person, you don't apply that. You start with a fresh slate every time you meet someone. Do you do that with Jews? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> this intervention isn't going very well. <laughs> Indeed. So that's interesting. Ah, so he, he's well. been specifically mentioning Jews as a collective in these interviews and every single time getting a reaction. And here he is making his case why it's not a Jewish collective that's running the media, the banks, the politics. No, it's somehow white liberal elites that are doing this. Like, how fucking convoluted is this? I don't even understand how the There's thinking pattern is. In these clips that, that, that kind of <clears throat> bug me, uh, 
well, first of all, the, 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 you know, McGuinness here, he, he, he completely ignores the fact that Judaism is, I think the only, it is the only major world religion that is ethno religion, uh, which is, you know, you, 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 like converting to Judaism is, it's really not a thing except for some, you know, branches, but, but most Jews would say that you can't convert to it. You're born into it. So that's one thing. It doesn't matter if you are practicing Jew or not, you're still Jew. Uh, so he, he, that's something he seems to ignore. Mm -hmm. Uh, then also this Fuentes guy, why is he sitting like a fucking schoolboy with his uh, feet tucked behind the chairs and, you yeah. can see, like, this yay, yay dude, he's, like, having his alpha spread sitting yeah, there. And Gavin McGinnis, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gavin McGinnis is also sitting, like, you know, like legs spread, you know. Yeah, yeah he's, like, that's you know, what and then happens you have... when you're a virgin. You sit like that. Yeah, like, yeah. It just, there was a side note, but it, it caught my eye. Being like, yeah, I, I saw it straight like away. Yeah. Effeminate little prick. Yeah, I've, uh, I've noticed it ever since he started hanging out with Yay. He started wearing yeah. that fucking hoodie that's supposedly yeah. Yeezy, I guess, Yay's yeah. brand. But the thing is, on his show, when he does America First, mm. he's got a suit on and he's really aggressive. He's like all over the place, being like in your face and being obnoxious. Yeah. And you see him around Yay in these, in these environments, he's like a little schoolboy. Like he's really uh, shy and really caught, it really you know. caught my eye there as well. And how did Ye even end up with this dude? But <laughs> I think it's Yiannopoulos, but I'm not sure. It might also be that Ye been watching this dude. Uh, who knows? But yeah, that that was kind of a side note. But but also him him being like, yeah, it's a I don't like when uh, Jews are dragged into this white liberal. You know, when they're successful, they want to jump off a cliff and ruin themselves. Mm. It's like, so you're saying that you can say that it's a white thing, but if you say that there are Jews that even if we assume that there's a tendency among people that once they get successful enough, they are going to, you know, jump off a cliff or whatever to ruin their career and so forth, that that somehow you can stereotype that on whites, but you can't do it on, on Jews. Like, I, mm. It, doesn't he notice himself doing this? Like, no, he had a few of yeah. these uh, intellectual, uh, what's it called, uh, roundabouts, whatever, yeah. that didn't make sense when he said them. Like, you can't square it out. And like someone said in the chat earlier, I think that he's lying. Like, yeah. this guy obviously knows. He's been cancelled. He, he knows who's cancelled him yeah. and all that he stuff. Know, uh, and the thing is that I always say that laughter is really, uh, really uh, revealing. Yeah. The way Gavin laughed when he said that he doesn't do that with Jews, that was an honest laughter. He thought it was funny, and he was <laughs> like, <laughs> "Like you, you could hear it. Like, just go back and listen to that laugh, and yeah. it is a genuine laugh of agreeance. Yeah. I think yeah. that Gavin could be a really cool dude. He's just so fucking gay. Because I think something happened to money. him at some point when he put that dildo up his ass on, on a live stream. No, that's that's a different <laughs> thing that he did. But the thing is, uh, he he went to Israel, and I've I've told this story before. He had with Rebel Media. He had this uh, trip that uh, what's that Jew's name? Ezra Ezra Levant. Yeah. He treats all of his not treats. He pays all of his uh, front figures on Rebel Media to go to Israel, and 
like promote the place to to big mm. it up and all that stuff. And he went there and he did like a quick uh, I don't know if it was a live stream, but he he filmed himself at the airport having been there just returning and he said this mm. was the biggest bullshit I've been through my entire life. Like I was forced to say this about Israel and all this lies and all this shit. Then he deleted the video and he came back on live stream saying, I want to be a Nazi for Jews. That's what I want to be. I want to be a Nazi for Israel. So something happened there where his balls were put in a vice and he hasn't been honest ever since, I think. But like I said, he's really... I don't think that he's untalented. I think that he can be really funny. He could do a really good show, but I think he's dishonest. Yeah, and and he like he is good when he keeps to his own little you know fighting feminism. And, stuff, yeah, anti-feminist uh, shit. He knows yeah. that stuff. So, but that's also like uh, maybe this is something that you know I used to be way more uh, intolerant about the, the kind of figures like McGuinness and stuff. They just used to annoy the shit out of me. Uh, these days, I'm more like, hey, if they can push, like, you can't, like, it's very, you kind of have to accept at some point that you're, you're not going to find people who can push all the things at once. So if you have one person that pushes the anti-modern woke feminism stuff and they're really good at it, let them do it. I don't have an issue with it. Uh, and as long as they kind of stay out of our way, you know? do their thing um and i don't know i haven't been following mcginnis for really ever but but it's like even this he calls it an intervention and stuff but but i mean he does let them speak about issues that most people wouldn't so that's something that goes back like if it's good for white people i'm gonna be like okay that's a good thing and I'm not going to criticize it. If it's negative, I'm going to criticize it. And that specific part of him actually letting them speak, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's good enough. The thing is, it's better yeah. than the Alex Jones stream because yeah. Alex Jones was more retarded than Gavin, like yeah. with the Soros crap and uh, yeah. the English uh, creating Hitler stuff. Uh, yeah, we've got another clip here. Let's see what it is. Say you went in to the, the media and said, we need to cut down the amount of Jewish people in the media. <laughs> That's going to be absolute catastrophe. Oh, my God. Yeah, there would be no media, right? <laughs> Immediately no media. I, but don't you think Jews have helped you get rich? And where's that money today? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like he's he's made a point of saying as well that as a celebrity, you just go from handler to handler to handler. Like everything in your life is being handled, like your tours, your records, your house, your cars, everything's got a handler and it's literally all Jewish. And as soon as you speak out or try and do something else, they try to correct you. And if they can't, they will just take it away. They'll take away your cars, your clothes, all that shit. So that's interesting. And we have got a last clip. I think uh, this one is a nice finish. This is the end of the interview. Well, that's a pretty perfect way to end the interview. Yay, thanks so much for letting me talk to you, Nick. I I still don't really understand uh, how today's conversation relates to InfoWars. You love Jews. 
but yeah, you're canceled for anti-Semitism because you also love Hitler, but you love everyone equally. Good guys and bad guys. Yeah, Jewish people can't tell me who I can love and who I can't love. You can't say, you can't force your pain on everyone else. Jewish people, forgive Hitler today. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. And stop trying to force it on other people. Good night. Yeah, indeed. That's Jewish people, forgive Hitler. That's it. Full stop. We need uh, I more I mean, you got to give him, like, if, if you take this, him being, like, a born-again Christian, I guess, and, and you know, if you look at it strictly through the, the, the Christian uh, perspective, I mean, he's being consistent. He's saying that, you know, uh, he loves everyone uh, as long as they're not evil. You know, yeah. you need to forgive everyone. He says Jews forgive uh, Hitler. And like, like he's being consistent in what he's saying. And I think that is pretty interesting in itself that he, he's, he, he clearly has this core there that he, he keeps to. Yeah, I know. And it's like anti-violence, we shouldn't kill and all that stuff. The thing is, it, it, that stuff goes the same as everything else. It, it goes against biology, okay? Being against violence and being against killing of other people, that's against biology. We're going to have war. We're going to have physical conflict. It's just an inevitability. So someone's going to be a sinner. Someone's going to kill someone else. I, I, I just think, think it's a waste of like, time. I, I've not studied the Bible, but I don't think like Christianity... There's a lot of violence or, in it, isn't it? Yeah, and I don't, I don't think Christianity in itself is against uh, violence in the sense that you're not allowed to defend yourself or your family and stuff. I mean, I think the core there uh, is that you shouldn't engage in hostile violence. Like, you shouldn't just go and, you know, beat the shit out of someone for <laughs> looking you the wrong way, you know? Yeah, he's got uh, a lot of work to do in Chicago and other yeah. places. No, no, but I, I think that's kind of the core message. But then, mm. like, in if you're out having a picnic with your family and you have some more on coming in on, you know, doing something. Of course, you as a father should be able to uh, to defend your family. And so I don't think there's any any anything that would say that you can't do that. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we're finished with Yay for this week. Uh, you know, we're obviously going to keep tabs on this. There's going to be another show with Yay. Maybe he'll be on our show in a few weeks. We'll see. He's going down the ladder. <laughs> he's burning all these podcasts down <laughs> as he's going through them. Well, we're the final stop. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Welcome because, to the end station. <laughs> because the, the, the most, the horriblest thing that could happen is that he just yeah. becomes insignificant, you know. That he goes down this path and he just gets forgotten as a crazy anti-Semite. Like, you know, I saw someone posted like Charlie Sheen the other day. If you remember his uh, psychotic outburst, he had some sort of awakening connected to a lot of cocaine, I guess. Do you remember that? Yeah, and then he got AIDS. Did he get AIDS as well? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Or HIV, I guess that's the like. What is it? You, yeah, you get HIV part. first, and then you become AIDS. Uh, yeah, he, he 
I think he had like sex with some porn stars. <laughs> Probably, got most likely, yeah. yes. But he was pretty unhinged, uh, becoming a truther, you know. A truther on drugs I don't think, like, on the internet is pretty crazy. If you're so fa as famous as he is, it's it's really hard to just, you know, disappear. I mean, <clears throat> look at, uh, what's his name? Uh, Braveheart guy. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. I mean, he's never really apologized. <laughs> he, he keeps calling yeah, he them did up apologize. and apologize. He did apologize. Stuff. I have the counter signal. He said he didn't. Uh, wasn't mean his it. father he was an outspoken nationalist? Yeah. I mean, but but he, he keeps doing his thing. I mean, he's been really all over. I mean, he keeps triggering everyone left, right, and center. And he, he, he never he really goes away. He was blacklisted in Hollywood. He yeah. was, and he yeah. had to do his own shit after that. Yeah, but he, he kind of still kept on popping up. So I think, uh, I mean, he's, ne he's not going to be in the, in the center of the limelight as, uh, as before. But, but I is mean, he going to be able to like release an album with millions of people buying his music? That's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I guess he could, unless, uh, unless um, you know, the streaming platforms are probably going <clears> to <throat> ban him. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's still a lot He's of... still on Spotify, as far yeah. as I know. So I think, uh, I think, like, if you're that famous, like, if he releases something instead of it sell selling like fifty million, he's probably gonna sell five million. But it's still five million uh, copies. So I think if you're that big, it, it's really hard to be. I mean, look at what was his name? The 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 pr prince. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he took the fight with the, the record labels in the 90s. And I mean, he never really disappeared. He, he disappeared from MTV and stuff, but, but he kept on, you know, having his core fan base that was pretty big and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. I had some other clips here. Maybe we'll save them until after the break because we need a break here. And uh, we might continue talking about it. But uh, here's some uh, classic ancient stoicism for you for a few minutes. And uh, we'll be right back. Banish your fear of looking a fool. In the beginning, you must stumble your way forward, giving little regard to appearances. It is a matter of will not to succumb to what disturbs you. You must resolve to be unshaken. Challenges appear, not to harm you, but to give you an opportunity to prove yourself Worthy. Nothing shows strength of character more than bearing a burden with grace. To be able to fight another day is enough reason to give thanks. Each breath a blessing from the gods. We often suffer more from our thoughts about a situation than from the problem itself. 
Whenever you feel overwhelmed, ask yourself, what is in my control and what is not in my control? Constant thoughts about the past and future rob each moment of the attention it deserves. Anchor yourself to the present or risk your life passing you by without ever being properly lived. Death is coming for us all. Do not lose sight of the fact that your time here is limited. Allow this to dictate your thoughts and actions. Happiness appears when we are being the best we can be. It isn't found in acquiring more possessions. If you cannot see the value of what you already possess, no amount of fortune will satisfy your craving. Everything you need already lies within you. You need only apply yourself to see your true power manifest. Anything of value will take time to appear. Patient, steady progress will bring your goal to fruition. To rush and look for shortcuts will only bring ruin. Discipline, moderation and positive thoughts are the pillars of a stable mind. Time is fleeting. Postpone nothing. Stay present. Bring forth your best. Yo, this is Rob Rondo here from Will to Rise. You're listening to the Nordic Frontier, the final solution to all your podcast problems. The uh, final solution to all your podcast right. problems. Back from that break. Some classical stoicism. I know uh, Mike's a big fan. We have the new product at InfoWarsLife.com, BioTrue Selenium. We've had so many requests over the years for selenium, and just recently, we were able to source a certified organic bioavailable selenium from mustard seed extract. When you take selenium in the body, it actually benefits the detoxification systems in your body. It helps balance the thyroid gland. It helps detoxify. Selenium is another one of those absolute must-haves. The highest concentration of selenium is in the thyroid gland, but it's actually used all over the body. As a matter of fact, there's 25 genes in the body that are directly dependent upon selenium. So it really is a all-around nutrient that everybody really needs. I'm taking it now every day. This is so key. BioTrue Selenium is the product, the best selenium that we could bring you. We believe it's the best out there at a very, very low price. Exclusively available at InfoWarsLife.com or by calling toll-free 888 you're listening to Resolution Radio. 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 ResolutionRDO.com.
By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. The stoicism. Mm. Yeah, philosophy in general. I think it's um, <laughs> it's uh, very healthy and something people should um, familiarize themselves with. And I was uh, lamenting to to Alan that I struggle from finding time to do that nowadays. Uh, it was way easier before, so. But, yeah, but, but you've been shitting good. on stoicism. I've been trying to promote it here on the channel. Uh, I, maybe I have, maybe I don't. I can't remember, but I think people yeah, in the me, chat as well have been agreeing yeah. with you. Uh, but uh, in in um, I, philosophy in general, I don't mm. care if it's stoicism or uh, someone. Or, someone or, was uh, arguing earlier that Plato and the guys were all gays. And that the yeah. foundation of uh, Greek democracy is literally some sort of a gay theory that they had. Yeah, uh, there's plenty of quotes from these those guys against said uh, activities. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a bit of a, a Jewish um, project. This with with um, claiming that it's somehow uh, gay like everything else. Uh, but yeah, philosophy in general, like if it's Nietzsche or Stoicism or whatever the hell you want to, I think mm. it's <clears throat> it's healthy for you to to take time and and, uh, and read. And the, the one, I can't remember being critical about Stoicism. I'm not a big fan man, of that. I can do the clips, man. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but one thing I am really much against is nihilism. Uh, uh, Mm -hmm. It's still good to to understand, yeah, sure. but but stoicism the, like what the thing the thing yeah. about stoicism and the disagreement that we had and also in the chat is mm -hmm. that it it they claim and I guess you used to claim that stoicism is just taking it in the ass while things are bad, just living through it instead of struggling against it. Whereas I was arguing that stoicism is a, a way of not being controlled by your emotions. That you're always yeah, uh, like solid. I, I still, yeah, like I, yeah. The the thing is, I'm not like I said, I'm not a fan of stoicism or really any philosophy, philosophic direction, yeah, specifically. But I do have a uh, disagreement with exactly that with, with stoicism is, is like enduring enduring hardship and stuff. Like uh, I think it's a bit defeatist i think i've said that before uh, mm. but nonetheless like one thing one one thing i do have a lot of issue with is nihilism in, in general i think that is yeah. just utter fucking nonsense uh but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't i mean if you venture into study philosophy or read about it i mean you should uh, read about nihilism as well but but i mean Philosophy can genuinely be dangerous. Uh, there's a lot of people who've gone 
way into the rabbit hole and found themselves really deep mentally and stuff after venturing into to study philosophy. Mm. So I, one good suggestion I have is that if you <laughs> find yourself a little bit depressed, put the book down, let it be. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that reminds me that the force in Star Wars, <laughs> that might actually be being ruled by your emotions because mm. you know he's trying to fly that plane and being all cool and he says mm. oh trust the force the fuck is that he's supposed to like think about you know flying the plane instead of actually flying it it's not a mm. good lesson for the kids out there no, there's a lot that is and uh, I, in general I don't um, like when popular culture takes in uh, philosophic concepts hmm yeah, but uh, yeah, that... but it's always gay because it's Jewish. Mm. Mm. So, look, I have that soundbite somewhere. Uh, that's gone. But I had two clips that I wanted to share because we're talking about the consequence of yay going out and saying this stuff because mm. uh, it does have an impact on the world around us and he's been talking about uh, he's been speaking as a black hebrew actually in some of these mm. clips like the the blacks are the real jews and stuff like that so here's a clip about i guess this is new york or something a big city with uh, black hebrews arguing with jews which is hilarious why don't I feel good about yeah. what Kanye is saying? Both of them and Kyrie. What they got going on? Well, I'll talk mainly about Kanye. I mean, right, what about Kanye? Why you don't feel good about what you're saying? And he's praising You're half Jewish. Yes, and he's praising Hitler, saying the Nazis are cool and saying the Holocaust didn't happen. Yeah, no, we support Hitler. Right. All of you? Yeah. You know, because Hitler was killing your people, man. Hitler knew who the real Jews was. Ah! Right? Hitler wasn't oppressing my people. He was coming for your nuts, right? And let me give, let me give you a wake up call, man. You're not a Jew. You're not Jew, right? You're the, you're the seed of the devil, man. Right? These brothers are sitting on on, on, on on these platforms, Kanye, Kyrie, shaking things up. It's because it's a great awakening happening. Right? The real Jews are back on the streets, and you so-called fake Jews who stole our identity are going to go into slavery, right? Because you're not you're, because you're not a Jew, right? Did the Holocaust happen? It did happen, and we're and we glad that it happened. Did si oh, right? oh. Oh. Well, this whole thing about like competing to be the real Jews, uh, I'm not really in that camp. Not understanding why this is a big struggle, but uh, apparently they have it. It's important for them, but they also believe in the Holocaust, which uh, was kind of confusing. But this is obviously the kind of stuff that Ye is stirring up, which is interesting. It's causing uh, trouble for our enemies. And then there's this other one that I saw, which is interesting, which is a, it, it, this includes a clip that I was going to share otherwise. You're going to want to watch this video. As a leader, he accomplished what's viewed today as the biggest financial miracle in history. Hitler came to power, and within six years, Germany became the wealthiest economy in the world. How did this happen, Brother Joshua? Don't even trip, I got you. Hitler implemented two laws to make this happen. 
I could tell you about him personally, but I'd rather have a Jewish rabbi prove my point. Rule number one, no more pornography, no more homosexuality, none of that garbage, not allowed. Berlin in the 30s, in the 20s, was the Sodom and Gomorrah of the day. They were the Las Vegas of the day. They were the Sodom and Gomorrah of the day. Homosexuality, pornography, all the bestiality, all the garbage of the world, that was the capital of the world. He outlawed it. You're no longer allowed. Closed all the bars, all the gay clubs, all the production, which were all run by Jewish people. Unfortunately. Well, see, we got to come with their own Jewish scholarship because when I say it, they call it hate teaching. But let's get into rule number two. Second rule. What's the second rule? Second rule was you're not allowed to charge interest. No more interest. Now you would think, why? What does he care about interest? Well, because all the people that had the money, that lent the money out, were Jews. He didn't like it. So he said no more interest. Why? Because of the high interest that the Jews charged people was so high, he ruined and destroyed the economy in Germany. They destroyed, just like they destroyed Russia a few years before that through their communism over there. Jews destroyed Russia. Not uh, not Goyim. Jews destroyed. Communism is by Jews. Well, don't let anybody confuse you. You look at history, Karl Marx, all the other Rishayim, they're all Jews. Wicked, but nonetheless Jews. Mm. They destroyed Russia, and he wrote in chapter 2 of Mein Kampf, they destroyed Russia, now they wanted, they're destroying uh, Germany, that's why I have to destroy them. Now, this doesn't make he's right, point is, that's actually real true history. Ooh, how is something that took place in another country years ago relevant to what's going on in America in 2022? I might as well let him finish it off. This is happening again. Indeed, some J aftermath, and I found the soundbite. I'm yeah. gay and I'm Jewish. That's the one. And uh, yeah, I think we'll leave yay for this week. Probably back next week with new headlines. Uh, I've uh, started my work on the yay soundbite uh, board. I do love Hitler, but I also love Nazis. It's good stuff. Good stuff. All right, moving on to the next topic of the evening, which is also a big one. And uh, it is uh, one that we would also attribute some Jewish influence into, and it's the question of homosexuality. There's literally two things we talk about on this show. <laughs> it's Jews and gays, maybe trannies sometimes. But this is because these are very... Um, stigmatized topics and I know a lot of people out there they cringe when uh, you talk about faggots and you talk about well I can't say it but the n-word that these are such loaded terms and that to criticize these things is uh, well it's uh, stigmatized using that word but, you know, we've been talking about it for years and we're going to continue talking about it now. And we're not in the gay season right now. But because we mentioned this uh, particular documentary uh, last week, uh, I decided that we should cover it on the show. People were very curious about it. Uh, had you watched this whole uh, documentary, Guffy? 
Yeah, I have, I have watched it all. It's quite interesting, man. <clears throat> it's yeah. just uh, plays the narrative completely out for you. What is wrong with the gay, gay mentality? And there is no gay gene. There is no other cause than childhood trauma or just, <clears throat> you know, these people are really in, I think, in a need of mental help more than they're in need of, you know, butt sex. You, you should uh, <laughs> you should follow up uh, that documentary if you haven't seen it already with the, the gift. <laughs> what is that? Well, you discover <laughs> it, it's, about bug, it's about gay, it's gay about bug chasing. It's about homosexuals yeah. actually trying to get AIDS. Because mm. it's a but. thrill having unprotected sex until you die. That's basically what it's about. Go, go watch that, then you're gonna be even more convinced that these people need some yeah, mental health services. There's a lot of aspects to it, and I was saying it last week when we were discussing it, is that all we need to be is concerned. Like hmm. That should be our ground plate here, our ground level is being concerned about this phenomenon being popularized and normalized in society. We should be concerned that homosexuality is being celebrated as something to be proud of and that it is being promoted to our children as something normal that they can choose or that some of their friends can be or it's normal to have two daddies. And now it's even like it's gone crazier, of course, with the tranny mystery with, uh, you know, these uh, tranny story hours that are being promoted to children. So that's even more confusing. But if you just take homosexuality and especially then male homosexuality, because as even gays themselves, homosexual men say, lesbians aren't a thing. It doesn't exist. It's like made up. And uh, we, with these, did you have something? No, it's just kind of like <laughs> when, when you listed up, listed these things like the the normie responses came into my head. Like mm -hmm. I just wanted to throw them out there while he was speaking. So I was kind of half laughing for myself. But, you know, the, what does it matter what people do in their bedroom? No, it doesn't. They're not doing what, it what? in their bedrooms anymore. <laughs> yeah, That's the problem. Like, so, so. I think that is, uh, when they say that this is love, they make a mockery of love because this is not love. This is lust. And, you know, I think that when they say, it is done in the name of love. Love is always love. We are allowed to love. Well, okay, love. Have children. Yeah. Don't, you know, be doing what you're doing. because this is Yeah, not love. love is not lust. It is the opposite. Like exactly. Uh, and that brings me up to another normie argument when you, when you, when you uh, speak with normies about gay adoption. And they're like, yeah, but there's a lot of bad, you know, heterosexual couples having children. Uh, yeah, yes. but 99% <laughs> of gays get the worst. Yeah, yeah. But like... Sure, there are a lot of, you know, there are drug, drug uh, addict couples having children and stuff. It doesn't mean that, that we need to, you know, allow homosexuals that, uh, to, to adopt them, especially if you look at their, you know, the statistics relating to kidney fiddling and stuff that they're into. Drug abuse, HIV, yeah. suicide yeah. rate, domestic violence. <laughs> also... The odds of a straight couple that is using drugs being allowed to adopt a child and the odds of a gay couple that is using drugs somehow being allowed to adopt a child, well, the odds are in 
favor of the gays. Right? Why is that? Because I guess you can't <laughs> criticize gays. No. Uh, <laughs> but 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 it is like that the whole gay debate really annoys me because like it you have these specific like it's even it's even worse than trying to to debate the the holocaust with normies yeah because like you get this that what does it matter what they do in their bedroom that are you why are you forbidding people from having love and then you have these uh um uh, the, the 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 classic is that are you a repressed homosexual because you hate gays so much? <laughs> Do you have a small penis? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it, it. Oh, fucking hell! It's like. So what if you your can't... son was gay? What would you do then? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I would slap him. <laughs> <laughs> do what Andrew Tate would do: give him testosterone, make him lift weights, go yeah. to the army, man. Don't be gay. And and the thing is that like, I I work from from uh, the the what do you call it my starting point is uh, my my starting point is that homosexuality is a mental illness mm. yes exactly and that is and thus if it's an illness people can become ill uh, and you might have some like can they become you know, well yeah yes you have you have kids that might think that they are in the wrong body or whatever for a while and then they grow out of it you know uh mental issues like you I mean you can have bipolar or schizophrenia and stuff that are really bad and they can you know be lifelong issues but then you have a lot of mental things that go they come and they go yeah. uh and and you know if for example, this, you know, sex change surgeries, like you have someone who's in a mental state that isn't well, and you allow them to mutilate themselves. There's no reversing that. No, you know, it's way worse than giving them a uh, antidepressants, because like, if they change their mind, they can stop taking antidepressants, but you can't grow your dick back. Uh, no. So th- this is the and I mean, it, it wasn't even long ago when when homosexuality was removed as a mental illness. No, yeah, seventies. Yeah, so so for me, it's a mental illness, and illnesses. So it's literally, be... when we had religion, when religion, let's say Christianity, was strong in our societies, it was a sin to be a homosexual. And then when we had strong states, it became a mental illness. When we had institutions. Hmm. And and then at some point, also, also I want to point out yeah. that uh, the nihilism in science is also yeah. an advocate for people thinking it is okay to be butting each other. You know, yeah. people say yeah. we are just random things on a random planet; nothing is important. You know, yeah. that is what yeah. you know Neil deGrasse Tyson is preaching to people. <coughs> but the reality is that you know, of course, this is something much more significant than randomness. And yes, with that, a... you know, mentality that is a randomness, then random acts don't matter. But... No, I, I think like, uh, well, nihilism again, nihilism and, and in general, atheism, uh, they're, they're the ultimate uh, display of weakness in a human. Like, yeah, how can you a mark look of a dying at... society? <laughs> yeah. 
how how can you look at the universe and think it just came out of fucking nowhere and that it's about butt sex yeah i, I mean and dates yeah yeah so so and even even if you take it to the to its extreme like uh, that you know as far as i'm aware you cannot destroy energy it just takes a different form so that in mm -hmm. itself means mm -hmm. that you know you're gonna live forever uh not maybe in your human form but like the energy contained in you goes somewhere else like oh my god never goes deep also also even this talks gonna... about you know stardust we are so allegedly uh leftovers of explosive stars which is called stardust yeah. that means we are also the same age as the universe because apparently we are everything is all matter in the world is we're literally of children of the gods and here we are fucking each yeah. other in the ass thinking it doesn't matter that's yeah. what it is but my, my point <laughs> but yeah my po point is that if you're an atheist it's it's like uh, it highlights your stupidity and your 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 weakness as a human it, it's like you 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 talk about science but the fact is the science cannot disprove or confirm the existence of god uh so how can you use a scientific basis to reject god uh or religion or any higher power for that matter whatever you can't the, prove like, a negative know. yeah so uh, it it's a whole show i guess but but i think you know, when I, when I meet atheists, it's more like, oh, okay, here we go. We, we have like stupid, weak fuck to you again, just to talk to. <laughs> yeah, but it's materialism. This yeah. is the Jews' uh, favorite playground where they can control people with yeah. material things. Hmm. If you are ethereal or if you believe in a higher power, then you're literally untouchable by materialism. So let's answer the question. Why are you gay? With this little documentary that we've dug up. It's from 2015. And it's done by this guy that I tried to look up earlier, but I couldn't really find much. His name is Ryan Sorba. And he's the he was the Young Conservatives of California's chairman. And he's got a YouTube channel called Ryan Sorba. And he's uh, got some old speeches on there. Uh, from seven, eight years ago, where he was talking about the born gay hoax. That was his main thing that he was going through. And he did this documentary that can't be found on the internet. This particular documentary, this is like an episode of his series that he did called On the Edge. And there's a link for this on World Truth Videos, and it doesn't work. It's a broken link. That's the only thing on the internet. So this is available on Telegram. I'm going to post it myself in the Nordic Frontier channel when we're finished with the show uh, in a few days. You can check it out then. But we're going to play a few clips here so you get the gist of what it's about. And this first clip is him explaining his motivation for doing the documentary and kind of what he's about to find out. Many do not adequately understand the issue of homosexuality. Recently, I went undercover and asked individuals who identify as gay the following question. Do you believe being gay is strictly genetic? What I found was shocking. I learned that many attribute their own sexual orientation to molestation or other traumatic life experiences. 
After finding out just how many gays claim they are gay because they were molested, I decided to change my script in an attempt to find out who was doing the molesting. What I found was nothing less than horrific. I interviewed individuals at an average gay bar on an average Saturday night, and I discovered that I was literally surrounded by child molesters and victims of molestation. I also learned that old men aren't the only ones doing the molesting. Woefully, I learned that after being molested, many children and teens will go on to teach their friends what they learned from the molester. As you'll see in this video, I learned just how many teen child molesters there are, and how many children are molesting other children in their neighborhoods and at their homes. The content of this video is explicit, but also necessary. Parents and teachers need to be warned. Indeed. So he goes on to go undercover with some sort of, I don't know if it's a hidden GoPro or something like that, some hidden camera. It's quite shitty audio, very loud music, but if you're running the video version of this show, you will see the subtitles. He subtitles all the, the talking. But if you listen very carefully, if you got headphones on right now, you should be able to hear it. So what he was saying there was he literally had to change his script, like his uh, his uh, mission for the for the documentary was basically finding out if it's genetic to be gay or if it's environmental to be gay. And what he found out that everyone's been molested. So that became the big issue here asking people about their first sexual experience and uh, finding out some horrific things. So let's listen to the first one here that I saved down, saved. What was your first sexual experience? Well, mine wasn't very pleasant. I was raped by my brother. Oh, wow. How old was he? He was uh, 13 years older than I. How old were you when it happened? Seven. Seven years old? And he was 20? No, he's dead. Do you think that made you gay? I think he had a lot to do with it. Uh, afterwards, honestly, I wanted to fuck every man that I could. Because I was so young, I wanted to get back at somebody. So that's what made me actually what's gay. The youngest, what's the youngest guy you ever got with, like, when you were older? Because I'll go to jail. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> it's like fucking Santa Claus laugh after that. He was so jolly. So he was raped by his older brother when he was seven. And then after that, he was so pissed off for literally the rest of his life that he wanted to fuck everyone that he saw to get back at something. And like, this guy that's doing the interviews, he's literally gone out a few weekends, it looks like, a few weekends, 2015, April, this is like a date in the video, random gay bars that he's gone, and, and they, they, they're so open about it, it's crazy, he's so forward with his questions, and it's quite obvious that they don't know that they're being filmed, because he's not even like hiding their faces like these are criminals these are literal 
made to be pedophiles. That but at have, the same uh, time, like, there's a lot of these gay people that are very open about, like, this yo 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 Yopolos. Yeah. He's also... He has he said that he's he was yeah, it was like a, a rabbi kid. raping him or a priest <laughs> yeah. like that. uh there's a lot of these uh famous faggots that 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 say that they 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 were victims themselves so you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's, so. it's not really a new thing but at the same time like having them speak about it like this kind of undercover without them a being famous and also not knowing about it, it, it kind of yeah, um, but it's also like the overrepresentation here. Like, if yeah, a normal yeah, exactly. person it, 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 hears all of these compiled like yeah. conversations about the exact same experience, exactly, and, and like this, this shows how common it is. Yeah, <clears throat> I think it was they are one percent of the population and they're responsible for 40 percent of pedophilia. I yeah, that's st- statistics. But we're not allowed to say that <clears throat> or do anything about it. Like, I guess we're allowed to read it, but we're not allowed to repeat it. Because uh, we had that in, in leaflets, Nordic Resistance Movement, handing out leaflets with that information, I don't mean, 10 years ago, uh, something like that. And uh, no, that wasn't allowed. So uh, here's the next clip. What was your first sexual experience? So he's saying that he started having sex with his neighbor when he was five. And supposedly he knew all about what to do and uh, all that stuff. So he initiated, he kept having sex with his neighbor and kids in his neighborhood. And then he moved and he kept doing that to other children. And by the time he was 12, he had had 10 sexual partners. So uh, that's the norm <laughs> i guess around there but one one uh, uh, theory that he floats this sorba guy is that uh, they have repressed memories of uh, mm. earlier molestation by their parents or a relative or someone in their life and then they reenact that on someone else in their own age group because yeah. there's no way a 5 year old 
gets sexually active, like gets sexually attracted to another five-year-old and starts having sex. Uh, I don't yeah, see that as likely. And th this guy was kind of old as well, so uh, I mean, who the fuck knows? But like, I mean, these days kids could probably get some kind of IDS just from porn, by yeah. own, or... from from porn, and it could be kind of half innocent. They don't even really know what the what the hell they're doing. Uh, but it's uh, another example why why porn's bad, but. <clears throat> But if this is, you said from 2005. 2015. 15. And he looked like 20. So he's kind of probably from the 80s uh, when he was kids. And maybe that, you know, uh, there was porn around then as well. Because I was thinking that how does, how does a six-year-old even get the idea? I mean, maybe the degenerate parents who watch porn all the time or something. And they kind of. Yeah, but he's arguing that they were abused. Because a lot of these children, if they're abused yeah, when they're like two or three be... years old, they might not actually yeah. remember it. But at the same time, I would consider it abuse if you let your ch child see yeah, yeah, that. For sure. So for, for me, that's the kind of the same as, as physical abuse to, to have them, you know, uh, see that see that crap on, on TV or whatever. Uh, but it, it's fucking crazy. Like, what what is it? By the age he was 12, he had 10? Mm, exactly. How does that even work? Like, if he's six, it's not like he can, you know, ejaculate. So he just, you know, dry rimmed someone. Or what the fuck? I don't know. I, and I don't want to know. No, that's, <laughs> I just know what he told sick. me. That's such yeah, it's a, disgusting. Just sick. Yeah, here's the next one. What did you first You don't remember? You five? Who was it with? Was it with an older guy? Another kid? Like kindergarten or what? So do you think that did you initiate it or did the other did what? Did you initiate it or did the other kid? You did? No, I was abused when I was three. Oh you were abused when you do you remember it? Yeah. You can remember when you were three? Absolutely. Wow. literally repeating everything so that you can hear what he's saying but 
So he's saying that he was abused. He remembers being abused as a three-year-old by his babysitter and her older son. So her older son uh, raped him, which, and he was in his twenties and thirties when he was three. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. There is, I mean, he was three. <clears throat> There's actually a lot of studies being made with with like most people, like. Uh, clear memories you, you start to kind of form around I think it's when you're the age of uh, six and then you start to have like clearer and clearer memories uh, but then again traumatic traumatic things you can uh, usually remember from way way earlier uh, like uh, you can't remember anything else from that age but you might <clears throat> and I mean I have a, I have a I mean, traumatic compared to this is not fucking traumatic. <laughs> but I remember I have a, a, a memory of me falling down the stairs because um, and the thing I was three years old and I remember that. I remember that I had, you know, you're three, you know, you're not that, uh, uh, you know, you're in a terrible twos and threes. And I, re I remember running away like you know the kids they do something and they like have fun and play around and i remember my mother telling me to do not play next to the stairs and i of course had to go and play next to the stairs and i fell down and i remember that incident because you know it hurt <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and i remember being like oh shit here we go and i actually remember that but i can't remember fucking anything else from when i was three uh so and there's a lot of science um about that you know kids can remember them being in a car accident or you know uh, falling uh, hitting their head or something when they're out playing and stuff like that they can remember but they can't remember anything else from from that age so yeah. i mean just falling and hitting yourself isn't really that traumatic unless you you know really hurt yourself but the kid can still remember that now imagine this fucking what was he taped duct tape to a fucking toilet mm -hmm. that that's gonna really stick in your head yeah, uh, yeah and he that, said that, that he, his uh, mother was a cunt and he grew up yeah. in foster homes so yeah he was probably so abused that, more than that so that's kind of the, the crazy thing and this is kind of what gets me so much especially with the gay adoption uh, thing <clears throat> is that gay people know this they fucking know the rampant uh, craziness that goes on in their community. But they're still going to support uh, the gay adoption things and stuff like that. They because know it. Because they are the rampant degeneracy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but they, like, they know that they're... Uh, how bad it is for themselves. How, mm. how hor horrible their own memories are. Yeah. It's pure fucking demonic evil. Uh, to want to 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 do that again to another person. Yeah. All right, next one here. What was your first no, sexual experience? No bathhouse. Wait, how old were you on your first sexual experience? Four years old. Really? Yeah. Who? My babysitter. Your babysitter was yeah. Yeah. I told my mom that he pissed in my mouth. He's the babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> that was he got raped. Rape. Larry Lewis. I won't say that. I want to kill him. I want to. I know him. 
So he was raped by his babysitter when he was four years old. And we'll just finish up with the last one here so we can get it out of the way here. Let's see. Gay six. That's the one. So 13, you had sex with a girl? Mm-hmm. Was she in your neighborhood or what? She was my brother's friend who picked me up and took me out and got me drunk on vodka. And uh, she was like 17. And you were how old? 13. Wow. She was hot though. Uh, and then I thought you were I thought you were born gay. So he's talking about that and then here the next part. You can't think women are hot. I don't think you were born gay. Didn't you tell me you had a bad experience with your brother molesting? Oh, and yeah, well, yeah. oh yeah, I was raped by my brother. Oh, they might just have some casually <laughs> forgot that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did your brother fuck you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. boom. <laughs> Wait a minute. I forgot about Wait that. a minute. What oh, happened? God. How old were you? He was that? having sex with women, and then what happened, Nick? Oh, two minutes. Two minutes. Two? Yeah, two minutes. Oh, we got two minutes. <laughs> and then your bro- what happened? That's, Nick, it's your turn. Remember? You told me the story 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, that was a bad experience. Yeah, could that have affected you, Nick? Um. I don't know. I don't think that changed me. <laughs> I don't think it changed me. I mean, my brother fucked me in the ass. Yeah. It didn't notice. Uh, didn't pay how, attention. How, how, this is the question for, for all the propagandist shrinks out there who removed homosexuality and mental illness. How the fuck can you listen to these things and not conclude that these are traumatized people with severe issues that, that they need some kind of help? Yeah, like I'm like, saying, how, how, all we need yeah. to be is concerned about these yeah. things, trying to do something about it instead of ignoring it and celebrating it. I mean, that's the wrong way to go. What's the youngest guy you ever got with, like, old, when you're older? Sorry. Uh, yeah, so if people want to check this uh, documentary out, uh, there's plenty more of those interviews. <clears throat> and there was another... Uh, segment here that I wanted to catch. I didn't uh, make an excerpt, so we're going to try and find it uh, live here, because we were talking about gay adoptions, and there is a part in here that deals with quite a, a big story that came out like a few years ago. So What's the youngest guy you ever got with, like, always, when you're older? Gay people. Somewhere. It's a case that defies belief and goes against every principle of parenthood. An Australian man and his partner purchased a baby boy in Russia in 2005, presenting themselves as a devoted pair of gay fathers. In reality, behind closed doors, they were sexually abusing the boy and allowing others to do the same from when he was less than two years old. On the weekend, Australian citizen Mark Newton was sentenced in the US to 40 years in prison. His partner, Peter Trong, is awaiting his sentence. I was putting together a series of interviews on gender. This particular interview was with a couple who were gay dads and they had been on a long journey to have a child via surrogacy. On all appearances, American man Mark Newton and his Australian partner, Peter Trong, were a proud couple, pictured here posing with their adopted son, who we will call Boy One. 
Mark Newton and Peter Trong were masters of deception, starting with finding a surrogate mother abroad. I gave up my career, my job, and uh, went to Russia to oversee the process. Uh, so we're obviously we're very dedicated to making this work. Our budget was anything that we earned, anything that we had saved, and anything that we could borrow to make this happen. And why was it your sperm that was used, not Pete's, Mark? Flip of the coin, I think. We, we'd gone back and forth several times. This was the first of many lies told by Newton and Trong, whose depraved secret life was uncovered a year and a half later, when in February 2012, the men were arrested in California, charged with producing and sharing child pornography and extreme acts of sexual exploitation. You know, the purchase of a child, to bring the child into your life for the explicit and sole purpose of exploiting him across a network of men uh, is incredibly deprived uh, and a very, very sad tale for that little boy. The four men form part of a network known broadly as the Boy Lovers Network. Men who believe that the sexual abuse and rape of boys from as young as two years old to ten years old is a form of consensual love between man and boy. At its height, this chatboard, boylover.net, had 70,000 members worldwide. In 2009, boylover.net was smashed in a series of global raids, with several Australian men arrested. 670 suspects have been identified. 184 arrests have already been made, and 230 children as victims of these terrible crimes have been identified and rescued from further harm. They are intrinsically networked. They have a very strict code of communication between themselves and certainly as this case highlighted, uh, their level of cooperation is, is usually very, very low. When Task Force Argos raided Trong and Newton's Cairns home in October 2011, a mountain of material was discovered on encrypted hard drives and computer networks. It was handed over to US prosecutors. It took me personally one solid week working 10-hour days to get through all of the child pornography that was just the videos filmed in Australia, in France, and in different places across the United States. One video showed Boy One performing sex acts on Newton with a disturbing level of sophistication when he wasn't even two years old. When the boy turned five, in one month alone, Newton videoed himself engaging in sexual activity with Boy One on more than a dozen different occasions. One way they controlled and manipulated this child was to appear to the outside world as a good parent. And one of the things they did was they trained this child how to answer questions from potential investigators. US authorities have found videos involving two more boys at Trong and Newton's Cairns home. I can't say too much about the identity of that child. I can say that the uh, victimization of Boy 2 occurred in Australia. We can confirm that the this conspiracy we allege involving Boy 1, Boy 2 and others was international in scope. The authorities are now determined to track down every man who abused Boy 1. With this network, just be rest assured that we will pursue them to the ends of the earth to make sure each and every one of them faces justice for what their, what their role has been in crimes against this child. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Like, yeah. One yeah. thing that it proves that story is that 
gay adoption is a big business in child molestation and child pornography. And, and you know what it also proves? No. Well, Maybe some people caught that. But it produce, proves the leftist degeneracy of the media. She said that she went out to do a documentary about gender. Gender. <laughs> and accidentally stumbled upon this. Uh, upon this fucking realization. And I wonder if she's still pro. Uh, Pro-gay adoption. I'm sure she is. It's just an isolated incident. These are just yeah. individuals, you know. Uh, 200, what did they say? 200 arrests? Yeah, the 200 children that they rescued. There's a reason, you know, in the old days they used the bog uh, to solve some issues. Yeah. And I mean, if you watch this crap, how can you think that that uh, capital punishment is a bad idea? Uh, actually, I think giving putting them to a death sentence uh, would be like too kind. They should had to relive everything they've done to to the children yeah but that's the Ten whole fun. point that they have already done it they're just perpetuating their own molestation yeah. that's the theory that we're running with here no, but you document. can take a cactus and shove it up somewhere yeah sure but the thing is capital punishment is racial sanitation just fucking get rid of them from our folk stock and we can move on without them and I don't actually understand people that are against capital punishment that like see some other solution to like a pedophile murder or a pedophile or anything of that category. Like, I mean, locking for, them up and trying to cure them and all that shit. Just don't even try. I mean, from, from, from a punishment <laughs> perspective, there, there's like an argument that can be made against capital punishment. It's like if you get the uh, wrong guy. No, 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 no. Uh, purely punishment based is that what would be worse to be, you know, locked into a room without any human interaction for the rest of your lay, lay with only one fucking lamp and concrete uh, walls around you uh, for like 40 years. So just get the easy way out and be off. Uh, what would be what which which would you pick? Uh, you get. Well, my, I have to pay age. for them to sit in that cell. That's what I'm against. Yeah, yeah, but but from a purely punishment, like not to, uh, just the get rid of them. I don't even give a shit about the punishment because this is what I argue against all this like gang raping that's been going on in Sweden now for decades. Mm. There is no healing for this family. It's been permanently damaged. It doesn't matter what happens to the perpetrator. It literally doesn't. The crime yeah, has happened but, and the damage is done. The, the just get rid of just, them. Uh, yeah, but the question was that, I mean, there is an argument to, to be made, uh, I guess. But but I, I, I do think there are some crimes where, where it definitely should be be a thing. What do you say, Guffy? I say that rapists should be made an example of and hung publicly. Hmm. Like, you know, think about this. Can we set uh, an example for others that think about this, but haven't acted up, up on it? How many up are around us that might possibly engage in pedophilia or... Yeah, I think for, for pedos, that's something that uh, that is completely acceptable. 
as a legal punishment. However, for in today's day and age, I wouldn't go as go go that far for you average rapist because like the 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 thing that can be considered rape these days has has significantly shifted, shifted uh, like you know look at someone one without the consent form the wrong way and you can be sentenced. So so. Uh, Okay, let, let's let's refresh. Violent rape, where you yeah. destroy the life yeah. of a yes. individual. Yeah, like if it's like purely violent, evil, and you know, provable, then then yes, uh, then I agree. But you know, this random, oh, they 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 looked at me the wrong way. It's uh, rape. Uh, it might be a little bit excessive of a punishment there. Mm. Also, I think we also have to stop making all these clinical uh, like phrases for evil mm. like we say oh this person is uh, a psychopath so he is you know clinical diagnosis is a psychopath so we shouldn't you know judge him because he couldn't Can't help, help himself yeah yeah but exactly. this is this this should be just called this person was born evil we can't yeah. trust him in society he can't yeah. be around this us exactly. or our children our dogs we have to and it and it's literally and yeah we have to end the problem find the solution yeah it's literally genetic like they say that about psychopathy is that it's around 10 percent of the population which is depending on what race i don't know but let's say it's just under 10 percent of the white race and you discover psychopathic tendencies in someone then as i say with the gays we should be concerned about that like these people, they have a tendency to rise to the top because they are ruthless and they can do shit without having any emotions about it. So they climb the corporate ladders and they climb the military. Anything that just requires uh, ruthless hard work, they can they can do it. But they can also be very, very dangerous because uh, they don't give a shit about anything. They're just narcissists. So that's you know, genetic, and if you get rid of that from your gene pool, more and more and more, you dilute it, and not dilute it the other way, you get rid of it, the less you should have. You got the best right? lot of the rest. Yeah, exactly. Yes. One thing so, funny about adoption and lesbians is that, you know, they are using these sperm banks, mm. and it has been, when the statistics goes that when a lesbian couple is adopting a child, they always go with their own race. They find the baby that is either black or white, depending on their own race. And the hypocrisy is that most of the sperm bags were formed by an uh, old eugenic, pro eugenic program, Nobel Prize winning people that wanted to make the, our stock better because they noticed the deterioration in society and human mind and you know, intelligence because of there's too many weaklings that we keep alive instead of the smart people breeding so the weaklings have more rabies like like you spoke about before yeah exactly and the, the lesbians are using these banks created by these guys to oh. adopt children and then they go around to say oh we are so open-minded no you're not adopting the white child <laughs> just went aryan you chose the best but yeah For exactly. sake. and then they go i want the doctor you know i want the, want the good sperm yeah so this is eugenics lesbian eugenics and I'm all yeah. for like the the pure breeds uh, sperm bank in the future, the pure bloods. 
that's what we'll have to have to work with. So yeah, someone uh, posted a, a link for the documentary. It's available on BitChute. Uh, I don't know what BitChute is. Sounds exciting. Uh, never heard of it before. But the thing about it is, I I searched this on a few different search engines, and I didn't find it. And I did search it on Swiss cows that we've been promoting, and it didn't turn up. The literal sentence, like Ryan Zorba, gay hoax. All kinds of things. Couldn't fucking find it. So everyone's... And the thing is, a documentary like this, I recommend everyone to to see through it. It's uh, We played not most of it, but basically what it's about. And even if you are slightly in doubt about this theory, because it doesn't have to be either or, because... I used to be a big believer in in the chemicals of uh, feminizing men and having a baby being feminized in the womb. Maybe they're born gay, but that's more gender bending. I'm not sure what that is, but that's definitely a thing. The frogs are turning gay. But this thing is a whole different thing, and it seems very consistent. Like, if you look at these random bars that this guy went to in California over a few weekends and everyone's got the same fucking story. It's like dozens of people that he talks to. And, uh, yeah. So that's interesting. And another thing I wanted to mention regarding gays is uh, that I saw a tweet the other day that I reposted on Tiva's Comfy Corner. Usually, I just have feel-good stuff, some good laughs on that channel, but sometimes... We have to get serious about the gays. And what I found was this tweet by Nimitz, is at Peter Nimitz, that said this. Tinder was created three years after Grindr, introducing the gay lifestyle to normal men and women. In a way, technology has made us all gay, carefully pruning our public pictures and vapidly messaging messaging idolized others to satiate fleeting desires never to find love and I said the comment I did was that technology is turning us gay and that might be true but the first thing that he says here that Grindr came before Tinder so Grindr which is the gay version of Tinder set the standard for dating apps and I did a little googling, and I found out that Grinder was founded by Joel Simkai, a Hebrew, Israeli-American tech entrepreneur. And then I did another Google for Tinder, and Tinder was founded by Sean Rad. He's an American entrepreneur. He's born in Los Angeles to an Iranian Jewish family. So it seems like this whole online dating scene, and I know The Daily Show I exposed this years ago, about the dating apps being completely Jewish, this is not Aryan technology. Like, this isn't Aryan lifestyles. This isn't how we're supposed to meet our future wives and husbands. This is a whoring app. 
for people that are engaged in lust. And it's turning everyone into sexual yes. consumers. Yeah. <laughs> but they're turning each other... Everyone's consuming each other sexually. So the Tinder app is emulating the gay lifestyle because that's all the gay lifestyle is about. It's about fucking each other in the ass and getting AIDS. That doesn't get deeper than that. It's about some sort of physical pleasure that you get from plunging each other in the ass. And when you've done it enough, your ass is so flaccid, you have to wear a diaper and you have to fuck someone else in the ass. That's what gay is about. And now they're bringing it to the heterosexual uh, with Tinder. Hmm? You happy now? So that's my prep for the week. That um, It is interesting with all these uh, tech things. There's a lot of good tech out there, but for some coincidental reason, people keep pushing the the stain version of them. It's like when people promote, like, get off Google. The first thing they do is, like, go to DuckDuckGo, which is created by, guess who? Uh, it's always, it goes mm -hmm. in circles. Yeah, but isn't it just because the Jews are always one step ahead when it comes to these developments? Yeah, they're so highly intelligent. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about All that. the bright ideas. But, but they're conspiratorial. Like, they they talk to each other. And this is a thing that I've argued for a long time with other comrades, is that these rabbis that we play clips from sometimes, like they can talk honestly about Nazis. They can talk honestly about Hitler and the Holocaust, not the Holocaust, because the Holocaust obviously happened. <laughs> they, they can talk honestly about race and about things that they have themselves done in history. And they have this rabbi that, explains everything about being Jewish, their history, their culture, what is important, what they should be focusing on. They have Jews that are specifically going into academia to achieve things, to become the executives, to create startup companies. All these things are meticulously fucking planned. But the big, As, the big, the big difference is that they are throwing money at each other's ventures. Exactly. White people fucking suck at that. Yes, they do. Like, <clears throat> you have a lot of like Jewish tech billionaires <clears throat> that will give seed money to to even the craziest of startup ideas, and and they keep doing that. They they they. You know, they invest in each other's films and in, in newspapers, in politics. They they do that. But then if you look at like super wealthy uh, whites, like Ingvar Kamprad is a good example, the IKEA mm. man. <clears throat> what the fuck did he fund? Yeah, but what about Notch and Minecraft? Yeah. I've been arguing yeah. this for years. I fucking yeah, so hate the guy. And Notch is still a small player. Like he's only got what two billion. That it's you have, you billions. have like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's still that just two billion. You have these extremely rich. Like they they sit on hundreds of billions that are white, but they're not gonna go and give seed capital to a young uh, white coder or something that has an Podcast idea. Podcast host. Uh, like they're not gonna do that. And and in 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 that sense, like I'd say, uh, it, it's almost uh, 
we have this like greed exists in in all races right and uh, the greed the jewish greed seems different from the white greed in the sense that the white greed is very often characterized by uh, getting yourself rich you know getting yourself and your your immediate family rich and then uh, kind of sitting on that egg uh, the golden egg mm. whereas jewish greed seems to be that hey i made billions maybe i'll take shloma here and throw him a few hundred few like 10 million and i get some preferred stock and i can if it goes up i'll make 100 more billion like they're more willing to to take risks to grow their wealth uh, outside of their immediate control. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, that's something you got to give them credit for, I guess. Yeah, but that they're my really good at with it. The, with the rabbis is that <laughs> they're engaged in an intergenerational struggle where yeah. they're educating the next generation of Jews to be successful. Yeah. And, and that, that we would need help other Jews. Yeah, and we would need yeah. an Aryan equivalent and i guess that's what we're doing with podcasts and having big white thought leaders having their message out but it's not as the yeah. same obviously it's not in institutionalized we need a proper priest class yeah. that know what they're talking about yeah. and that uh, don't and we, uh, and we don't have uh, what, what, what was his name israel levants uh giving uh, podcasters uh a living wage uh, to do their thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, and no, but the sure thing is, another argument is that Jews own the banks, and someone said that in the chat, and that's that's what happens with our organization, for example. When we do have success, then they shut down our bank accounts and all of our ability to take in donations. But at the same time, that's a little bit of a moot argument. Like if you say you, you are a comrade. If yeah, and if you're a comprider, you have like x hundred billion. Take a fucking suitcase, stuff it full of money, and give it to them physically. You don't need a bank for that. Mm. I mean, if if you really break it down, there's yeah. a lot of options. But that's the thing. Like when it comes to the white struggle, we're obviously at a disadvantage at this point. Yeah. But the Jews have everything to win by putting mm. money into themselves. They're literally a winning team at the moment. They can see victory upon victory within themselves and their racial interests. Whereas white people that are rich in this system, in this world, have everything to lose by giving that away to someone on a, on a whim, like on, a, I don't know, on faith that we will be successful in something. Yeah, but it's, that's it's the thing. such that, a that's, risk. That's where the seed money comes in. Like, if you look at a venture capitalist, it's not like they're, they're investing seed money into one business. They have a hundred. Mm -hmm. Like, if you have a $400 billion, like half a million seed money into like a hundred things, it, it, you barely notice it in your fucking bank account. Yeah, exactly. And that's and, the thing. Like, and that's it, what it, we need. Like, spreading that, the the success and 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 uh, trying to do your your own thing like i mean that's uh, something but it, it goes back to this uh like we've been talking about on the show many times before about 
where people who have the white interest uh, spend a shit ton of time infighting, you know, mm. calling one another feds and one uh, can't talk to that person because they're Christian or I can't talk to that person because they're pagan or they're uh, can't talk to that person because they uh, are traditional ethno-nationalist conservative rather than national socialist or can't talk to that person because they are a nationalist. Like that's, there's so much that kind of crap going on. Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, the the chosenites, they they look at okay, the, the import they look at the people and they're like, I might not agree with this person on fifty things, but it's gonna push our cause forward, mm. and and uh, and they they're gonna part the way with some some shekels to to achieve that, and I mean, there's a lot of. Uh, hate for capitalism and money and 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 all stuff but the, the fact is if you live in a capitalist system you just kind of have to accept the fact that the rules of the game are that you need money if you don't have it everything's going to be 50 times harder if not a thousand times harder mm. irregardless if you like money or don't like money or if you think this or that about the uh, fiat currencies and whatnot is completely fucking irrelevant. If the game board is set up a specific way, you can either you know choose to fight everyone and try to reinvent the rules, or just use those existing rules to the advantage so that you can win and you're in a position to change those rules out of a position of strength. Mm. That's right. You have to correct you there. Irregardless is not a word. Someone emailed me years ago. I said irregardless on like the second episode of Nordic Frontier and said it's regardless. Irregardless doesn't exist. So uh -huh. I had to eat that bullet way back then. It's actually, it's in a dictionary. So, Is it? Mm. We'll have a look. Regardless. We'll, uh, we'll get see. back to you. Well, whatever. Regardless, yeah. irregardless, who gives a shit? You get the point. <laughs> yes, I do. So, yes, that's settled. Donate more money. Speaking of donations, we have some coming in. We have uh, Der Scherusker. He says, self-improvement is a part of the NS Weltanschauung and jealousy and greed is not. Keep on fighting. True. We have Scaredy Cat, our Muslim grandmother saying best wishes andreas thank you very much and then we have uh, night nation review saying white people need to start figuring out how to induce racial consciousness and in-group preference in white people who don't have it just the awareness will cause the beginning of a collective problem solving hail the nordic front hail the njp hail our people hail victory indeed and you get one of these may the blessing of tear be upon you and we're going to start rounding up here. Uh, I just had a last bit of news here. I was going to do a whole thing about how we've been to court and shit, but it's quite depressing. Freedom of speech is, uh, you know, not a thing in the land of the Nords, and it's getting worse. It's getting fucking ridiculous. Is that, you know, uh, we had our epic activism that someone did. I don't know who did it, but someone was, you know, with a laser thing projecting the Holocaust is a hoax on a synagogue in Malmö during a ridiculous conference about Jews. And we reported on it. 
So we had an article about the activity because we thought it was quite clever. And now we had to go to court for that. And it's looking like we're going to get uh, sentenced with hate speech because of or that. reporting on it. Yeah, for reporting on it. Because obviously uh-huh. you can't prove who did it. We don't know who did it. We just took the, we saved the pictures and published the pictures of it. And the thing is, when it comes to this, is that it's not illegal to deny the Holocaust. It's not illegal to project a message that says the Holocaust is a hoax. But in this particular instance, on this particular day, in this particular fucking website, saying it on a synagogue, that is illegal. So where in the book of laws does it say this? Where can we read about this law? It doesn't exist. This was made up by a jury in a Swedish courtroom because they thought that it was hate speech. Their opinion about us reporting on this activity is that it's hate speech. That's who we're ruled by. Fucking people and their opinions in Sweden. And it pisses me off to no end because, you know, I'm a truth kind of guy and I want to be able to speak my mind on this podcast. But with time, trust me, it's not going to be legal to be saying what we're saying today. And not only that, they're going to use all of our podcast archive against us that we've been saying for five years is suddenly going to be illegal and these leftist activists are going to go through every single episode and look for the denial of the Holocaust and whatever. That's how it works. Retroactively applied laws. So, so, so wait, so, so denying the Holocaust is now hate speech? No, that's legal. It's projecting it on a synagogue and reporting on it on a national socialist website that's illegal well i can, I can still kind of see their logic in projecting it uh, onto a synagogue uh however reporting on it is like you're literally saying that thing a happened what was the issue that they in the article you posted a picture or yeah, was it I think it's the picture. Itself? We were, yeah, the reporting was the picture. I think the picture was the the evidence, and the okay. publishing, then of course. So, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's illegal. I think it's hilarious. Mm. It should be <laughs> celebrated as uh, really, really good activism. So, another th- funny thing that we can end on is that. The Swedish fascist government that we currently have going on, they had uh, withdrawn the benefits for the Swedish Committee Against Anti-Semitism. They withdrawn the funding for their trips to Auschwitz, among other things they? (laughs) they had planned. So literally they have a government scheme where they're paying for schools to do trips to Poland to see the the fake chimneys and stuff. And for some reason, that wasn't part of the budget that was voted through recently. And, uh, well, the Jews noticed this. There was a lot of quetching on Twitter. And what it did was it sparked 
an interesting debate where a lot of people on Twitter were saying, why should we be funding this? Like, why is this part of my tax revenue? Like, shouldn't you get, like, people donating for this Jewish cause of fighting anti-Semitism? And having said that, like, some, some person was really upset about this. Uh, it was Helle Klein, actually, the Jewish-Swedish priest uh, turned Christian. And she was tweeting out and saying, I'm doing what's right here. I'm donating 500 kroner. And then she had a screenshot of her swish, swishing 500 kroner. And then obviously a lot of people joined in, like we need to support this now because the Swedish fascist government, they weren't going to support this. And just a few days later, they backed down on it. And they said, we're going to include it in the budget. <laughs> so all they right. have all these stupid stupid goyim going out and donating thousands of kroner overnight to this shitty organization fighting anti-semitism torturing our children by not only brainwashing them but traumatizing them with this fictional violence that is the gassing of six million jews and also wasting their time flying to poland and uh yeah, so they were donating their own money for that cause. Then the government backs down on it, says, we're going to fund this. And then, as a cream on the cake, Willy Silberstein, which is the the head guy over there at this committee, he says, well, this is too late. You know, too little, too late. Oh my God, I'm so upset about this. So even though... When the Swedish government come crawling back on their knees, it's not good enough for the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know. Oh. What can you say? I don't know. Kind of makes you anti-Semitic. Yeah, do you guys have any last words or quetchings? Uh, no. Regardless, yeah. it's a word from 1735. Right. Yeah, it is a word. So you can mail the guy and say, suck it, buttercup. Fuck. I have to get that email. Speaking of email, uh, that's lost. So NordicFrontier at ProtonMail.com doesn't exist anymore. So stop because sending. someone was boomering. Someone boomed and I don't know what happened, but... I'm not getting in there. It doesn't exist. So I haven't, uh, you know, seen any ramifications of this yet. I hope not. But, to. but let, let, let's like kind of make it clear to the to the audience that it wasn't because you were bad. It was uh, <laughs> yeah. boomered. Yeah, I boomered. <laughs> so can't get in there. There's a new account. It's Nordic Frontier Podcast at proton.me if you want to email the show or especially if you have donated crypto or cash that we haven't uh, mentioned on the show you can contact us there if you have any questions to the show not any random questions that I have to answer please keep it on topic so with that said we'll have to update the email address on 247 episodes it's going to be great but you can catch us next week I think we're going to have a very exciting guest next week, so stay tuned. 
This has been episode 248, and we're talking about yay and the gays. Once again. Yes. <laughs> you can follow us during the week on Telegram. It is Nordic Frontier Podcast and Nordic Frontier Chat. And you can follow me on Telegram at Tivas Comfy Corner or on Twitter at Andreas Ketchup. And with that, I say don't be an English cigarette and hail victory. Victory. Hey, You're listening to Resolution Radio. 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 ResolutionRDO.com.
You're listening to Resolution Radio. 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 ResolutionRDO.com.